Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Brown here. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What is up? Episode 81. Hard to believe that we are already at episode 81. This is Dark Side. I'm in studio with my uh, one of my best friends, special co-host tonight, Michael Dean Gage. Uh, tonight, TJ and Muscle Mark are out west working in the oil field. Sucks for them. But we're here to talk about some moto on the Moto X Pod show, which, is you guys know, is brought to you by Shock Socks. The original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about shock socks or go to burnmotorsports.com. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. And you guys you need new graphics to make your bike look sick. If you're looking for a new set of graphics, you need to get with Char at MX Girl Designs. MX Girl Designs specializes in vintage and modern MX graphics. She can pretty much do anything, any custom idea you can think of, and she does it at a great price. So contact Charlene at char at mxgirl.com and follow her on Instagram. Tell her the Moto X Pod show sent you. All right, guys, when riding dirt bikes, we know it's dangerous. Protection is key. So All Sports Dynamics is the wrist brace. Screwed that up already, Michael. It'll be all right. All Sport Dynamic wrist braces are the helmet for your wrist. Top riders like Wesson Pike, Adam Ciancerillo, Joey Sivacci, Austin Fortner, and Alex Ray, as well as Major League Baseball players, NFL players, and Pro Bowl riders trust All Sport Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com for info and follow them at wristbraceguy on IG or email me at darksidemx3 at aol.com. Five-star roofing of Texas can do any job you guys need. If you need a new roof, something built, you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, they do residential commercial jobs, whether you're looking for composite or metal roofs, fences, custom patios, pergolas, or even metal buildings. Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can handle it. They even offer a moto discount. They are the proud sponsor of privateer John Short, so follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Five Star Roofing of Texas. Uh, and give Chad a call at 214-402-8565. And once again, let them know that you heard about him on our show. The Moto X Pod Show is also brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders and racers and just all-around fans of dirt bikes. Dane Evans is a nationwide dealer with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. You know Amsoil supports all our local our, our races, Pro Supercross. You know all about that. Contact Mad Jack Synthetics at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. And follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Michael Dean Gage, first time in studio. 
What's up, man? What do you think about it? Uh, nervous, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah? Yeah. First time. Well. So, like anything. Just, just think about, like, I mean, I've known you for God knows how long at this point. We sit around. We, we talk on the phone. We talk about motocross. We go to the races. You talk to Greg Dust on the phone about motocross. Derek Wedding. That's what we're doing. It is. We just act like nobody's listening. Okay. It's just us, but we have headphones on. I can do that. So, Michael, um, like I said, I've known you a long time. Uh, you, I consider you one of my mentors in riding. Uh, you're one of the most flawless techniques I've ever seen. Tell me a little bit about your history. You know, how'd you get started in riding? What brought you into the sport? Uh, what brought me into the sport was the desire to ride. I uh, just grew up, got a dirt bike when I was a kid. Parents thought I wanted one. I did. So I told them they got me one, which was really nice of them. They didn't know I was going to fall in love with it, and it become a passion. Um, from that point forward, then it was just, you know, a succession of growing into who I am today. And won't go into all the details, but just, you know, got an 80, got a dirt bike, wanted to race, had yeah. to wait till I was 18 and do it on my own. That was how I was raised, and so that's basically the extent of that. So what year was your first year to get on a dirt bike? My racing number, 489. That's uh, where your number comes from. Yeah, what? Well, did you just say the first year we raced? No, I was at the first time you ever got on a motor dirt bike. Oh, the dirt bike was 77. Okay. Yeah. That was so a I was Z two 50. years old. Yeah, Z50. <laughs> which you still have, right? I have one, a 76 oh, okay. with a yellow tank. I thought you still had the but same one. No. Or was that the one that Wes, your brother, rode? Yeah. Okay. It's a 92. Okay. And then I restored a 91 for my son right. for Christmas this past 2017. Which he's getting pretty ate up with it, too. We, uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, his, he's five, so. Six. Oh, he did, that's right, he did turn May 1st. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So he's kind of all over the place. He's just a kid. He's just Being a, kid. a kid. Yep. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, you're, you know, getting into it. Some of your um, some of your mentors, like Greg Dust, we'll talk about that. Dennis Hawthorne, Billy Whitley. Definitely. We'll talk about some of those guys here in a little while after some of our guests. We've got a pretty full show tonight. We have uh, JGR Suzuki's Justin Bogle. We've got privateer John Short, one of our good buddies. Uh, Monster Energy Supercross Monster Girl Brady Bowers, also the wife of Tyler Bowers. And I have a what may happen later, I'm not going to say right now, I have a surprise guest that hopefully we'll get on after that. Um, but before we get to our first guest, let's talk about Lakewood. What do you think? What are your impressions? Oh, I thought it was awesome. I mean, just, you know, pure dominance by Tomac, I thought. Uh, Roxon's coming on strong. Enjoyed watching him. That was impressive. I'm, I'm enjoying watching him work through, uh, you know, what we know to be just, I mean, you look from where he was to what he's gone through, the – the humbling aspect of all of that, the trials and tribulations and, you know, why does he keep doing it when he's yeah. got all the money? Right, you right. Know? So I like that a we, whole lot. We talked a little bit ago, you've been listening to Pulp Show from last night and he was on there and you could yeah. tell he loves it. Oh, I mean, yeah. he loves it. He like, he, he admitted that he went to some of the races to earlier to, you know, ob basically do some obligations for his sponsors and he hated being there because he wants to be out there. Not because he hated being there and dealing with the fans or anything like that, he just he he wants to compete. He loves it, and he he you can tell by his, some of his answers to Mathis last night that he really like he's excited. He he was joking with Carlos about let's go get a win, right. even though he knows he's not a hundred percent. Like it's really cool to see. That's why we need a guy like him in our sport. He's he's human. He's like us. 
he's excited about it. I think no one – I haven't heard anyone ask him the question or ask any of those guys that I know of that I've listened and I'm becoming a Pulp Nation listener a yeah, little yeah. bit. And uh, anyhow, but I've not heard anyone ask that – to me, the question is that makes him humid. Would he still race if he wasn't getting paid? Because a lot like I would think you and myself, that's why we still do it. We love the sport. We love the feeling of being on the bike. We love even lining up locally if that's all we can do. Uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if there's a race, whether it's at a, you know, track like we race locally swan or if it was just we went out and laid out a rut track or something like that a turn track and just said hey we're going to do a start yeah let's race i'm thinking he's the guy that would still show up and race i think you're right i, I, you I think he's unlike uh villapoto who was over it right by the end of his career was yeah ready. But, but you know what's interesting enough is villapoto obviously has that back now he does and it's cool to see yeah. yeah yeah, and yeah so that's that's a good question yeah maybe yeah. maybe uh at Tennessee, maybe I can ask Kenny that if I can get in there with yeah. Honda. That that's a good question. I like that. So yeah. he's one of the guys I actually haven't had a chance to interview yet. So and I'm kind of working on talking to their media lady, trying to set something up. So that I cool. hope that happens. Let's try calling TJ real quick and see if he's out on a mountain bike ra- ride out in West Texas. Um, so he may not answer, but let's get his in, uh, involvement in this talk about Lakewood. So you guys just hang tight and. With our janky setup, you'll hear the ringing. Did Marvin get third overall? He did. Yes, didn't I he? believe he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at the results. Yeah, I'm not either me. right now. So, yeah. DJ TJ. What's up, guys? Hey, man, you're uh, you're on air. Got Michael Dean Gage in studio. We're yeah. talking about Lakewood. I'm not, I'm not talking to Michael. He he only comes to the show when I'm not there. That's yeah. right. Well, that was his, <laughs> that was his prerequisite. <laughs> The TJ can't be there. That's, yes. Yeah. Kind was... of the same thing that Baggett told me, but I tricked him. <laughs> no, you know Baggett said he wasn't coming on without me there. Come on. Uh, untrue. Untrue. Well, we were just talking about Lakewood a little bit. What are your uh, What are your opinions on what you saw? Um, 450 class, no real surprise. Uh, only surprise was Baggett not getting, like, not being up there in the battle as much. Yeah. Especially from his Lakewood from last year. Um, and then I've been saying Rock. I thought Rockton was a, a title contender at the beginning. So I remember you saying I that. Mean, so I got to say, like, I mean, it, it's kind of what we expected. Yeah. You got your top few guys. I tell you, Moosekin is being very underwhelming. Agreed. I don't know what's going on. Um, well, I don't think but, he ever does very good on those West Coast tracks that I remember. I think. We'll start seeing more of well, him as it gets more technical. I heard it was either Mathis or Jace, uh, Jason Wygant was saying it on um, the review pod that they're looking for him to do better on the as the, east, the track yeah. go east. I, I, so, I think that's probably true as it gets ruddier and yeah, not not so hard, slick underneath. You know, I, I think that's he doesn't like to take risks. You know, I mean, he's not that guy. So. So everybody's watching. Y'all have talked about, I'm sure, already the the Lakewood stuff. Did y'all get to watch Caroli and um, Hurling's battle? I saw <laughs> I saw the clips on Instagram and stuff. I haven't really got to sit and watch the whole thing, but I hear everybody talk about Dude. it. And actually, Michael asked me off air. Dude, that race was so good. I mean, obviously, we don't get to watch the whole thing. Yeah. I just get to watch the highlights of it. But the last two laps, 
they're 40 seconds, 45 seconds in front of everybody, and they're killing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's they're just way their 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 class is so above the guys behind them right now. It's kind of like our 450 class over here. Uh, maybe even exaggerated more though. Yeah, but those guys, I mean, the guys in America have got to be like going, "Uh oh!" Whenever a hurling shows up, like. Well, yeah, but I mean, you also get the fact that you know half the year our guys are riding Supercross and those guys are riding national motocross all the time, so. I think if somebody like Eli was doing that 12 months out of the year, maybe he'd get on that level, but maybe not. Hurley's is just, you know, he's he's like this generation's Carmichael or whatever. He's just that good. Well, I was watching Hurley's ride, and my whole time, even before I knew Michael was going to be on the show, I thought, Michael Dean Gage must have taught him how to ride. That's what he looks like. That's what Hurley looks like is, is you, Michael. Like, feet on the pegs, into the corners, standing up, and it's just, just ridiculous. Great technique. Thank, thank you for the compliment, TJ. That means a lot. Uh, yeah, I got to watch the whole – I watched them the other night. I recorded them, and I uh, watched them when Dutch and Brandy went to sleep and uh, studied them. And, yeah, I am I was telling Jamie off air <clears> – excuse me – that before uh, Bailey was Greg Dustin, I was, you know, go-to guy when we were trying to figure out how to ride and get faster and better and smoother, and that was the one thing. And – yeah, I'm watching him, and and I would like to know if it's deliberate what he's doing. I mean, or if Corelli's having his moments like this weekend, he got the starts, he got out front, and then Hurlings is just having to, you know, push and get up there. But is he pushing so hard that he's out of his comfort zone, or is his comfort zone, you know, Corolli's at 110% and Hurlings is at 100 and he's still able to beat him. Right. You know, so. Like some of the corner speed he was carrying on the outside, which was a, definitely a slower line, but he was going faster. Yep. His momentum. I mean, yeah. it's just, I'm, I'm blown away. Like, like, I do not know if we have the best motocross riders anymore, like compared what? to the, I mean, I think the, the GP, I don't know if our guys can beat Caroli and Hurlings right now. I just don't know. No, I don't. I think that's been proven the last how many years at Disney Nations. We can't. You know, I mean, we came really close two years ago. But, yeah. But no, I mean, they're they're definitely on a little bit different level. I mean, look, last year, yeah. last year maybe maybe Eli stepped it back a little bit because he was trying to win a championship when Hurlings came over here, but he didn't step it back that damn much. Hurlings. I'm about to say is that. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I just Hurlings was uh, unreal. Period. He he's the best rider in the world. Is that going to be his excuse again? Because he's trying to win a championship when he comes over here and fools him? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's enough to make him not r- ride to nations this year, though. Is not wanting to get spanked. I don't know, man. If he steps, I, I I'm just like I said, blown away. I am more of a hurling fan. Yeah. I've never been up or down or whatever, but right. after actually watching him ride. And like Michael said, studying what he was doing, I kept watching the video. It was just a highlight video, like six to seven minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it like three times. And watching what <laughs> those guys are doing, uh, it's just it's it's just picture perfect. And they're not like on the ragged edge, and they're not Barsha, and they're not. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. They're not revving the bikes crazy. Smooth yeah. and fast, and yep. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So it probably reminds you a little bit of me. I'm assuming, right? Um, I, I don't know. No, no, not at all. No, <laughs> you're not giving no. him that, TJ. 
I'm, I'm not going to give him that because I make, my goal is to, is to beat him. Yeah. I'm trying to beat him. I used to be able, we used to battle a lot more. Now I'm on the 125 and I'm struggling to keep up with him. And well, you need I, to I Mike Brown him, come out of the gate and come <laughs> over on him and just take him out from the get go. Well, so. every time that we've been racing lately, my buddy Randy, who's like 60 years old, he always gates next to me, and that's what he does on his 450. He just comes over on me, <laughs> yep. kills my, my 125 momentum, and then dark side got away, and that's what I'm blaming it on, not not the fact that I'm just slower than him. I You're you. not, dude. I, I've always said, you know, we like to bust each other's balls, but you know, we'll bust Mark's balls tonight, but you're, I, I think you and I are very close yeah. in speeds there's days you're a little bit better and there's things you're a little bit better at and maybe there's things i'm a little bit better at but we we've always been like it kind of reminds me like back in the 90s when i met dirk williams he and i it's like one weekend he'd win one weekend i'd win and it's just <laughs> yeah. like you know you, but you are at a disadvantage on the 125 and shit what do you expect so well, i expect to beat you that's my goal there i you think go. i can beat I'm, you on the 125 i'm, I'm with you tj i'm sure there'll be a race where i stall it and tip or tip over and then you might beat me maybe I'm with you, TJ. And I don't care. I'm okay with that. <laughs> right, if you yeah. got to, if you got to go down, or your bike doesn't make it to the line, That's whatever right. I got to do, yeah, well, a win is a win. Well, when are you going to be home? I'll be home Friday night, Saturday morning. Oh, so, well, as I say, that's all, that we're racing Village for MotoMaster Saturday. I know, and 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 Shand already called me, and we were talking about going. Are you going to race, Mike? Uh, probably not. Uh, I didn't think had that. some personal. Yeah stuff going with my missus here and uh she's healthy health related mike has to michael he doesn't like to be called mike michael okay okay michael being gauge or mdg or you can do mdg 489 (laughs) michael being gauge has to think about his whole life and study and ride for two months before he does one race yeah, he doesn't come in unprepared. No, he definitely doesn't come unprepared. He's he doesn't believe in working on your bike at the track or any of that stuff. You, That's right. You, you got to well, be. Focused. I'm with him on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all. I'm with him yeah. on that. Thank you. All right, TJ, we got to wrap this up. We got Justin uh, coming up in a few minutes, so just awesome. want just want to give you a call, and uh, we'll try to call Mark later on this evening. But he hasn't answered my text yet. So, all right, hey guys, y'all have a great evening. All right, TJ. You too, TJ. See you, man. Bye. So before we uh, take our little break here, how about the the incident with Savachi and Zach in the second start? How do you feel about that? Uh, racing incident. And I, I mean, Savachi's going for it. Uh, it looked to me like Gage Shear, if yeah. I pronounce mm-hmm. that right, uh, got stood up and then he stood up into Zach and right. Zach got sandwiched and... You know, and then and then I like thinking that you know Mitch is over there laughing a little bit, and <laughs> right. uh, Joey's probably once he got going, and then after the moto's over, he's like, ah, little satisfaction there probably for the title that he lost. Right, right, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to read into it, but at the end of the day, no, I don't like it because I want him to stay upright and just you know duke it out uh, legit, but. To watch Zach and Joey both come back from basically last, Joey got 12th, I think. Yeah. And then Zach got a point at 20th, 20, yeah. and just charged and supposedly popped his shoulder back in. He did. I mean, that's the stuff that makes motocrossers motocrossers. Yeah, exactly. And that's if you pause that, and I did. I went back, paused it, and looked at the fans. They were just. They might not even know it because they're in the moment, but that's one of those moments that you'll look back in 10 years and be like, if you're one of those or you recognize the moment, 
that's a defining moment yeah. for Zach, whether he wins the title this year or not. Right. I mean, if he gets second coming back from that and stays in the hunt, then, I mean, what if he hadn't got that the one shoulder point. or that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not got the one point, and even if he gets second, I would still say, or top three, what a successful year he's had. Yeah, sure. he's going for the holy grail of four, four titles yeah. in two years, yeah. and it's never been done. So when something's never been done... It's hard, yeah. It's hard. It, it gets in your head probably a little yeah. bit, even though they'll say it doesn't. Yeah, I sent him a text later that, well, before that moto was even over, I, I sent a text and said, man, that was really impressive that you got back up. I, I really thought the fact that you tried to fight through it you know, it looked like your shoulder was hurt. I said, I really respect that, you know, and, and he actually texted me back shortly after the moto and said, yeah, my shoulder popped out and it took a minute to get going again. And thank you. And I said, he, I said, Hey, my, my producer TJ actually bet me when you were still, before you got on the bike that you wouldn't get a point. So I said, you made me five bucks because <laughs> I knew you would. And he said, yeah, one point, Hey, that one point, maybe all, that, that might be the difference maker. You never know, man. You fought back, and that's a champion. Well, again, when I look at these men or women, going back to the women's motocross, Ashley, and the things that she fought through uh, on Factory Honda yeah. and her, you know, I'm not going to call it a disability or anything. Filet, you mean? Yes, yeah. Ashley Filet. Uh, but those moments and stuff like that, that's a defining moment for his career, you know, what sets him apart from everyone else? Did everyone else never have to do that? Would right. have they have done that? Right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Kind of like Baggett last weekend with yeah, no grip. with no know? grip. Mike Brown, I still remember yeah. when at Southwick, he rode with no grip. Yeah, right. And so those little things are the things that, you know, I look for and live off of for them as, fan, as me being a fan of them and what they're able to accomplish and do. It, ins- it inspires me. Absolutely. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah. me too. All right, guys, we're going to take our first little break, and we will be back with Justin Bogle.
All right, guys, we're back with our first guest of the night. Brought to you by All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. It's the helmet for your wrist. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam Ciancerello, Joey Savacci, Austin Fortner, Alex Ray, Major League Baseball player, players and NFL players wear All Sport Dynamics. Justin, are you still wearing the braces? Yes, sir. I thought you were. That's awesome, man. Uh, those things I've been wearing for about 10 years. I don't ride without them. But yeah, man, our first guest is JGR Suzuki's number 19, Justin Bogle. Justin, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. It's uh, It's been a little while since we've heard anything out of you, and uh, I know you're working on coming back soon, so tell us how you're doing in your recovery. How's that been going? It's been going good. I know uh, it's just taken a, a little longer than I would have liked. With, with the injury I had, it was a little tougher than I expected, so... It's taken some time, and I've been riding quite a bit, but I was taking it easy. I wasn't on the full track for a while, and then now I'm finally getting tested. It's like I'm up at JGR right now with the guys. This is my first week that I'm getting to actually test, so making progress, getting closer. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a slow process. I mean, the big bone and the bone that I broke, I didn't break it very uh, – it wasn't very clean. So Okay. Just took just took some time, but we're getting closer. I still have an exact date when I'm coming back yet, but we're uh, every day is getting closer. If I get better, I'll get better. So right. What's do you have a goal set for a particular race you'd like to be back? No, not really. Okay. Whenever, whenever it is, I'm obviously doing all the work. So yeah. Once everything lines up, then I'll be out there. But I haven't really given too many updates because I don't really know yet. Sure. But now that it's kind of getting closer. You know, it shouldn't be too much longer. Well, this year has been, uh, there's been a lot, there was a lot of injuries in Supercross, a lot of talk about safety. Um, you, you know, you, your accident happened at San Diego in the heat race. You were unable to do the triple, and I believe LeMay landed kind of right next to you, and that's what did the damage. Looking back on that, do you see anything other than, I mean, you weren't able to do the triple. Do you see any issues with Supercross where maybe the track builders could do things to, make it a little safer so there aren't so many injuries or maybe even if we a lot of talk about the 450s just being too much for supercross like do you have any thoughts on that um it's tough because it's just a dangerous sport you know i've i've had a lot of injuries and a lot of us have supercross is tough though supercross is where most of them come from for most people right you know it's obviously just more dangerous than outdoors i Used to not really like outdoors as much. I'm really enjoying it these days. But uh, as far as Supercross goes, I think 450s are a little too much for Supercross tracks because they're not... You can't even use a 450 in a Supercross track. But with that being said, I don't see it changing. So, I mean, unless somebody with some pool gets in there and and would really, you know, reevaluate things, I don't see anything really changing. So... It's uh, just tough. It's it's not like you can really avoid it. The tracks are just what they are. They're pretty similar every weekend. It's not it's not like it was a long time ago where it was a big deal to hit a triple or something. You know, right, like we right. could jump, we could jump five jumps if we wanted to on a four fifty. Right. You know, so it's just the bikes are so fast, the tracks are tight, and it's technical. You can't really mess up. So, and the races are longer now too. So when they're longer, you have to really be focused that whole time on a supercross track and it just Absolutely. gives you more time to make a mistake you know 
Hi, Justin. This is uh, Michael Dean Gage. Uh, nice to meet you. This is our first time ever speaking, um, co-hosting with Darkside tonight, and uh, going to chime in here real quick if that's okay. Yeah, all good. Good to meet you as well. Yes, sir. Not, again, nice to meet you. Uh, real quick on that, uh, another friend of mine, we've had a conversation about that. Uh, what you're talking about, where I think I just picked up on, you were like, the powers that be, obviously they're not going to change and drop the 450. So have you had conversations with other writers or a mentor that you, a mental coach or whoever, and y'all are planning to attack the season or attack riding the 450 now from more of a, you know, you keep hearing everybody like Mathis will talk about how Roxon rides in third and fourth year of the whole track and just trying to ride within the limits of the bike, not ride to the limits of the bike. And j since they're so powerful, you know, is that a conversation anyone's had or is having? Uh, I think that kind of just goes without saying, you know, I, I'm not one of those guys that like crazy anyway. So right. You're I don't not. really have to worry about that. I've never really been. Yeah, on that side of the spectrum, I've been more on the other side where I ride a little smoother. I've had a lot of injuries, but it's, I don't think it necessarily has to do with how I ride. So no, I don't either. Not I all agree. the time, but but no, I think <laughs> you know it just it is what it is. The bikes are very fast, and there's not a lot of room for error. So no, to me, not. a lot of it's more so just you know you lose focus for a less than a tenth of a second. You lose. It doesn't even, you don't even have to blink your eyes with the amount of times you can lose focus and then end up on your head, you know? It's, yes, sir. I think sir. that's the biggest thing with Supercross. It's just, you have to stay focused and be fully in it the entire time. Right. Or things can happen. Because it'll happen quickly. Yeah. Well, that's, that's evident. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, what kind of therapy have you been doing for the last, you know, few months? I mean, are you are you doing any kind of mental therapy? Do you do you have, uh, you know, what what type of training have you been doing, just to stay focused? And, and as far as I know, it's you can't get on the, you haven't been able to get on the bike until recently, but you, I'm sure you're doing a lot of other things. Yeah, I've actually I've been really busting my ass the last few months. I had a little period right after I got home, which is pretty. I don't know how to say it. Maybe I was bummed, but I was just in a weird spot. I'd had a few injuries in oxygen alone that were tough and really had to really pull it out of myself to, like, get through them, you know? So the last one was kind of was a tough blow. Just emotionally, I think, and, like, mentally, just getting... I needed a little time to get over all of the things that I've been dealing with because I rushed back from the second concussion I had this offseason. Right. And I wasn't ready. It still wasn't right, you know. And that one, that one messed me up a lot more than I even told the people that lived with me, you know. Right. It was one of those things that I really struggled with. But I think, the breaking my arm was a blessing in disguise, to be honest, because I feel better than I have in a long time, and my head feels right and everything feels good. So, yeah, my arm's sore and it's kind of been bugging me, but that's just part of it. I'm thankful it happened because a lot of things changed. A lot of things. Uh, you know, I had time to heal, you know, it was, it was nice. And luckily the whole JGR Suzuki team, they've been very supportive with me taking my time, which is difficult. I know how everyone has a boss, everyone has sponsors and somebody to answer to. So I'm very right. thankful for that because they could have been rushing me back. And I'm, you know, it's hard to get out of that cycle when you rush back, you get hurt again, you rush back, you get hurt again. 
Yeah. So, the, but back to the, back to the training. I my trainer is an incredible trainer and human being. So I I came up to his house and I spent five weeks. I uh, lived in his spare bedroom for five weeks and it's full boot camp, two or three is, days at the gym. Is he not in Florida? At last I knew you were he, in Florida. He, he's actually in uh, North Carolina. My okay, trainer. awesome. Good but deal. Once I started riding, I. I went back to Florida to work with Jeannie and Ricky at the farm. Right. So it's been really good, though. I mean, it's hard to find light in a dark situation usually, but I have really awesome people around me that, you know, things go bad. They're, they're still there. They're still going to help pick you back up. You know, it's been been really good. Yeah, that's your, your core group. You can't, you can't make it without a core yeah, group. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. So, hey, Justin, you were talking about, you know, riding in Florida and being in North Carolina. So I have a listener question um, from Twitter. Darkside's Ponytail <laughs> wants to know, <laughs> you've been splitting time between uh, the goat farm and North Carolina. Do you like North Carolina? And then a second part of the question is, RC able to give any input on the Suzuki and uh, as far as setup? Yeah, so... I do like North Carolina. It's, I mean, it feels kind of similar to where I live anyways. It's hot and humid, you know, right. on the East Coast. So I like it, and I know some people up here. You know, I have some friends. And like I said, my trainer and his family are incredible, so I get to spend time with them. So I really do enjoy it up here. And being close to the team and being able to test, all that's super important. Um, I love Florida, though, where I'm at. It's been good just because I don't do anything but train and work, so I don't really have distractions there. Okay. Um, and to the other question there with RC, he's been a lot of help. He's, I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing on a motorcycle, but he's got a lot of knowledge, and he likes to help, especially when he knows that you're putting in the work and you are doing everything you can to be successful. He likes to help, you know? So, yeah. And him riding the same motorcycle is... It's been really beneficial, actually. He's kind of he's not there every day, and he's not, you know, helping me test, but just to bounce ideas off of or to ask questions or what do you think, you know? He's, he's the greatest for a reason, so right. it's nice right. having, having him around, you know? Sure. Well, and now Jeannie has the reputation of being, I would say, almost mean from the rumors I hear. Well, they call her Meanie Jeannie. Does that, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that at some time. Does that help you does that motivate you when somebody's really hard on you or does that maybe even stress you out it just it honestly depends like with her it's different she can be tough but it's not she's not doing it just to be mean right necessarily you know it's, it's not like a coming from a, a place of like that it's it's more so that she knows that you can do it so she tries to get that out of you and you know, it's something that I do need at times. You know, it's tough to be motivated to that extent every single day. Absolutely. Right. When it's 100 degrees and you're doing 40-minute motos every day, it gets tough. So she keeps you on your toes, but she motivates me. And it's it's a little different as with, like, having your dad or a trainer out there, you know. She commands respect, and it's just, what you do, you res- sure. she tells you to do something, you just say yes, ma'am, and do it. You know, it's not <laughs> not really a question. Sometimes yeah. you might think like, "Well, I don't think I can do that," but nine times out of ten, you go try and you can. So it's been 
awesome. And that's been a blessing too, you know, just, they're great people. So having those people around, and I know that she believes that I can do it, so that's... Yeah. Everyone around me believes it. I might as well believe it too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was a big move for you because you did that last year, correct? You moved from Oklahoma down there to make that transition, correct? Yeah, and then yeah. I sold my house in California, yep. sold my house in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I moved down to Florida. I said, I, I just told myself I needed to make a change. You know, it was That's... to the point where I was really, really struggling. And yeah not sure what I was going to do if I didn't figure it out. So made a big change. And I don't know. I was in an apartment for a while where I just had lawn chairs in the living yeah. room and I had, yeah. you know, my mattress on the floor, but it yeah. was awesome. I, I loved it. Right. You know, I, it just, I was, it's just the stuff that makes you hungry, you know? So yeah. I like that. That's really cool. I was that just touching on, I think what you're going towards. I was listening to a, really old podcast, uh, dark side. And I haven't even had a chance to discuss it, but I was listening to Jeremy's, uh, with Mathis, a racer X one back in Oh nine. Yes. And he just, I, I'd never heard it and I never read it in a magazine, but he was talking about how he never worried about the money. He just focused on what he needed to do. And then if you win, that solves all the problems and having a life in sales, a previous career that I had, that solves everything. If you sold, then everything was fine. If you don't do the work is what he's saying. Yeah. And he's gotten more focused and that's what I hear you're doing. And I like it and, uh, respect that. So, I mean, things like that, everything, I mean, it, it comes and goes, you know, you just, you can't stress about it. Mm-hmm. And then I know, I believe in myself, right? If I didn't, I wouldn't do any of this. Right. I wouldn't be able to just jump out the window with it and say, all right, here we go. But, so I don't really worry about all that. And I haven't been stupid with my money. I'm, I'm not out buying stuff right. that I shouldn't be or doing anything like that. You know, I'm, well, I have people that I have to pay. You know, I have people yeah, on, yeah. on payroll that need <laughs> their check too. So right. I can't be stupid. But at the same time, I know that if I do good, it'll be okay. Absolutely. I've never been paid the most on any team I've ever been on, ever. So, That's... you know, I just get results and it'll work itself out. That's going to segue us back to a question we were talking about off air, which I'd ask Guida or dark side, if he had ever heard anyone ask like Roxon or someone, if they would still race, if there was no money involved. And I get the feeling that he would. And so I'm going to pose that question to you. I mean, if you and I knew each other or whatever, and you weren't a pro, but you still took it serious and we were just out, Hey, Justin, you want to race? You know, and I mean, are we going to line up and go at it? Is that or is is that who you are? You know what I mean. I would say so. Yes, I mean yeah. it's definitely at this level to be this. Like I have to make a certain amount of money to be able to pay the people I need to pay and to yeah. do it right. Right. Because I don't want to. I'm not going to have asset, you know. So if I'm going to do it, like I say, quite a few people I have to do things right. But uh, I mean, I've had some. I've had great sponsors throughout my whole career right in my 450 career especially i've had people like answer that have really stuck behind me yep. even when i had years like this year where i haven't even raced yeah but they they just they hold me down you know and i've had them and awry and alpine star people i've been with for a really long time and so i mean they definitely hooked me up but 
last year from the team, I didn't have any bargaining power at all going into that. <laughs> I had, you know, so I didn't make a salary last year, and I didn't get bonuses. I won a four fifty national and didn't get a bonus for it. So, oh, that's hurt. mean, that hurts me to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many people that can win four fifty races. Well, I, no, that not very many of them are riding for free and not getting a bonus when they win. But exactly, yeah. but but at the same time, I understand that it just wasn't my time for whatever whatever the reason was i had to struggle a little bit more to make things go the way they needed to go and to make changes and to appreciate it more or whatever it is right it's not on my time anyways you know so it'll it'll all work itself out eventually i really believe that it all happens for a reason how it's supposed to but also that if you just keep going it works itself out right well and you, you mentioned the team jgr um I had the privilege of really getting to visit with Jay Bone and Buddy Antonez this year and and kind of hang out at St. Louis and a little bit at Houston, a little bit at Dallas, and kind of see just a small sliver of what that team is like. And it definitely seems like it's very – I'm not going to say – it's not – it's serious, but it's laid back at the same time from what I see. Everybody seems to get along. They're in good spirits. It, it seems like a really – good fit for somebody like yourself or like Pike. I mean, I, I think it's a good program and I'd like to see more teams have the same st- type of uh, format. Yeah. Like you said, it, it is, it does have a bit of a more laid back feel, but I mean, you have to take it serious at this sure. level, you know, you have to, I mean, when it, when it ain't cheap and when it ain't cheap, <laughs> right. so you have to put the time in to do it. But, not there's some places that you can end up or with certain people that they just it's a lot of stress and stress is very bad for the body you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like, nobody needs that right and, and no. especially somebody like myself like i'm doing everything i can i'm not really leaving any stones unturned so i'm putting that on myself already but i've been very blessed you know with the whole jgr squad is that way and they like i said i haven't even raced this year I don't count the two supercrosses that I slept walked through when I wasn't really ready right. yet to be out there. So I haven't even raced for them, you know, and they've, they ain't fired me yet. So right, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But I've been blessed, man. Like the teams I've ridden for in the past have been incredible. So I don't know. Maybe I haven't made as much money as some people, but I've had really great relationships with all the teams I've been sure. on. And I've had some success everywhere I've been. So. Yeah, I think you have a career that, you know, obviously it's had its downs, but I think you should be very proud of what you've accomplished so far. And I don't think you're done. I think when you come back, (laughs) when you come back, man, I I really feel like you're going to be right back in the mix. It may take a race or two to get the race pace back, that intensity, but which actually brings me to another listener question. Um, One of our sponsors, our Amzoil, Dane Evans, he, he wanted to know, um, so he, here's what he says. You've been improving finishes in 450s going back to Bud's Creek 2017. You appear to be on the on track to be one of the guys who will threaten podiums and supercross with, and your fitness seemed to be on par at the time of your injury. Now that you're almost ready to compete again, how do you feel? And do you feel you'll be back at being in the conversation for top fives? Or do you think you need to race your way back to that? I mean, I, I believe that I will. Yeah. I've been doing, more than I've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to I got to really build my base fitness and then 
work on all of that while I wasn't writing. I made the most of my time. I didn't just wait to be healthy, you know. I made the most of my time. And I've been doing a lot of different things. So it's, I don't know. I think I feel better than I did. Obviously, I, you know, my body hurts here and there, but (laughs) that just is what it is. That's happened since I was 20, 19 years old. You know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I fully believe and expect to be back up front. Awesome. Uh, you know, and, and JGR, again, they, they've had a number of fill-in riders over the last couple of years. Like right now, Enzo Lopes is filling in. Um, and hopefully, you know, the team can come up with the funds to keep him on. And then you got Phil Nicoletti filling in for you right now, who's in the top 10. He's seventh in points. Man, that team just, it seems like it has a lot of options, a lot of good guys. I would love to see them be able to have a three-rider 450 team so that Phil can keep riding too, but I can't wait for you to come back and see what you're going to do, man. I just, I think it's, I think you're going to be top five, like I said, in, in within a race or two. You know, I, I don't know. Again, I've never raced at your level, anything, anything even close. That intensity has got to be a struggle the first couple of races, probably, but I would imagine you'll be right there within a round or two. Yeah. I mean, that's the plan. Get back out there yeah. and just, just do it. Well, Justin, I can't wait to see you out there. Um, I'll be at a few other races this year, and I look forward to uh, getting to come say hi to you, and uh, you know, and, and look forward to you getting back out there and doing well, man. Yeah, wish you the best, yes, Justin. Sir. Thank you guys very much. All right, Justin, thanks so much for your time, and man, have a good night. All right, thanks. You too, guys. All right, Bye. take care. JGR Suzuki's Justin Bogle. Yeah, man, I think he's gonna his his. You can tell his mental place is good. He's he's ready. Well, when you. If you are going to compare yourself, then he's done already what a lot of riders haven't done, which is won an outdoor national 450. Sure. Cooper, Guy Cooper, winning one Supercross, Doug Dubok. I mean, you can build a career off of that one victory. Yeah. uh, Which is sad to say, but that's also (laughs) how hard our sport is. Yeah, that's it. You know, the wins. There's all almost – Throughout history, there's usually one guy. Right. Every year, he might be the guy for right. a few years. So, and yeah, for, to win a race, yeah, it's not like regular sports where any given weekend, this this team may win tonight, and they're going to lose tomorrow, then they're going to win right. again. Our sport isn't really like that on a consistent basis. Yeah, if you, if you get up on top, yeah, I mean, you just beat everybody down, and mentally, physically, whatever. And uh, But for him to taste it and then to still have the belief in himself, yeah, uh, that inspires me. That's what I still love about, to this day, the sport, is that these guys and women are trying to overcome the same odds you and I are with daily life, living, trying to go to work, and then – enjoy our hobby and yep. put everything into it and you know the results you get on the weekend those are your results yeah yeah you are you and no one else lives the life that you live and we just come together or the competitors in your class come together and you get to share that i've gotten to the point where i just don't even if if dark side is on the track number three then he's that's his result and he's doing what he's doing when I look at whoever else you're competing against, they're doing whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I just think Justin is in the same boat. He's coming back. He'll be doing like Roxon's doing. There's no other Ken Roxon. We get to enjoy him competing, but at the end of the day, he is just competing against the track. And the other competitors, yes, they get in his way or whatever, but I that's how I view it when I'm watching it. It's almost like yeah. I'm getting to watch an individual race, 
within there's 40 different races right, going right. Like on. He's, at the he's track not going out time. there. To, right. Roxon's not going out there and say, I have to beat Tomac. Right. He's, I just, I have to go out and there and I have to go as best I can. Exactly. But their races come together. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what happens. I hear you. And so, and I just see Bogle doing that. And uh, I love to hear his passion. I love to hear that mental part of him and how he's talking about stress is bad for the body. So he sounds really tuned in. And. Yeah, just stoked for him. See what happens. Absolutely. You know, the anticipation is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we'll do a little bit of housekeeping here. So, uh, Michael, as I was saying earlier, you know, from hearing us read the commercials, Amsoil is one of our sponsors. And we did a contest two weeks ago for a two stroke, two stroke oil package giveaway. Awesome. And uh, we've picked the winner of that contest, and his name is Chris Bennett. So, Chris, I'm going to email you later on and get your information, and you win that two-stroke oil giveaway from Dane Evans with Amsoil. Way to go, Chris. Yeah, it was. Uh, we asked guys to send in their pictures with their two-strokes. Oh, okay. And uh, he, he was an off-road rider. He's not a motocross guy. And he said, Doesn't I don't know matter. if it really counts or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. His picture was cool. He was off. Yeah, I liked it. So Yeah. Yeah. So, um, And you probably don't know this because you haven't – I don't know how often you listen to our show, but we're giving away a fly – F2 carbon helmet that Kirk Hunter with Extreme Colors is going to paint with the show logo and the Fly logo and whatever else he wants to do. He uh, He's donating the paint job. Fly donated the helmet. Well, Got a lot of entries coming in for that right now. I, Basically, all you have to do is let me know, let us know on the Moto X Pod social media or Darkside MX3 social media or Muscle Mark. Let us know that you listened to the show, that you heard this, and you're automatically put into the drawing. Piece of cake. Now, if you subscribe to Patreon, you guys that don't know what that is, it's a service you sign up for. You go to patreon.com, and you search out Moto X-Pod, and you can contribute monthly a dollar, $5, $25 that helps us with our expenses, whether it be the electricity here at the studio, server costs, T-shirts. You guys know all this. The people that support us on Patreon, they get three entries into this helmet giveaway. So I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like yeah. donating a home helmet. Kirk donating his time, and I'm going to take this helmet once it's done to Millville, and I'm, I'm not even going to post pictures of it till we get to Millville. We'll do a live video, show the helmet for the first time, and we're going to have like Pike or Baggett or somebody with Fly pull a name out of the hat for the winner of this helmet. Well, all I can say about Kirk Hunter is recently, like two months ago, I took two Arai helmets to yep. him and just gave him the general idea of what I wanted and just told him didn't matter what colors, anything, just have his way with it. Got him back and was just completely blown away. Yeah. The guy's fantastic. Yes, he is. Super nice. Uh, he also has an awesome practice track. Yes, he does. And, and his helmet painting, I mean, it's 200, I think in $95 or 285 is his price. No matter what. Yes. That's, that's been his price for 299. Like okay. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, but so. yeah, check him out at extreme colors on Instagram and it's X, no E, it's just X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S. Check them out. But, yeah, guys, sign up for Patreon. Help us out. Uh, you know, we, again, we're doing some pretty cool giveaways or some some special things for our Patreon listeners coming up. I'm going to do a an uh, interview with uh, Gary Sutherland, off-road champion, tomorrow night. That's going to be Patreon only. So, yeah, you guys, sign up for that, man. And um, do you use Amazon products, Michael? Have you ever used yeah, it? Yeah, I'm an Amazon dealer. I thought you were. So yeah. have you ever used their chain lube? Did you yes. even know they had chain lube? Yes. Well, I didn't know they had chain lube until Dane sent me some, and I used that stuff the last couple of times I ride. 
and it's awesome. Does yes, it, it sling is. off? Nope. Love it. Yep. What's your favorite Amswell product? You use it in the van and everything, right? Yeah. Just all of all them. Of I mean, pretty much. I've yeah. tried pretty much all of it, and it's all good. I mean, it's I equivalent to everything or yeah. better. It's it's good stuff. So. Uh, I've I've been I started running it in the the 450, mm-hmm. and I love it. Keeps the bike cool, keeps it run smooth. So, guys, check out Dane Evans um, at Amswell. You know, you, you hear our commercials. But anyway, we're about to go to a commercial break, and we will be back with our second guest of the night. This is Tony Berluti. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need an amazing deal on a residential or commercial roofing job, or if you just need a new fence, a custom patio, a pergola, or even a new metal building, Five Star Roofing of Texas is who you need to call. Chad Mayo and his crew will knock it out of the park for you just as easily as JS7 blitzes a set of whoops. He even offers a moto discount and is a proud sponsor of our friend, John Short. Chad is a true moto head and does incredible work. So give Five Star Roofing of Texas a call at 214-402-8565 or check them out at www.5starroofingoftexas.com or on Instagram at Five Star Roofing of Texas. And that's the word five, F-I-V-E. So check them out, call Chad Mayo and get a great deal. Tell them Moto X-Pod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. And that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L. And tell her Moto X Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welling and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welling and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. Guys, we're back. Second guest of the night is brought to you by Five Star Roofing of Texas. They do residential commercial jobs, whether you're looking for composite or metal roofs, fences, custom patios, pergolas, or even metal buildings, Chad Mayo and Five Star Roofing of Texas can handle it. They even offer a moto discount. So if you guys are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you need something built, call Chad Mayo at 214-402-8565. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Five Star Roofing of Texas, and they are a proud sponsor of our next guest, John Short, privateer, all-star. What's up, buddy? Woohoo! Oh, not a whole lot. How are you guys? 
We're doing good, man. We're just uh, sitting here talking a little moto, talking a little Lakewood. And I've been wondering, man, what your uh, what your summer's going to look like. What's your plans? Yeah, I'm, uh, at the moment, I'm planning on racing Muddy Creek. Um, and pretty much the rest of them from there, I just get a little better start, getting my motorcycle dialed in and, uh, yeah, just trying to get a little extra fitness and, and all that going on. Yeah. So they kind of miss the West Coast rounds. They're kind of expensive and stuff, so. Uh, probably five through twelve is what my goal is. Right on. So, um, why is there a reason that you missed the West Coast rounds the last couple of years? Is it just financial stuff, or just you just weren't ready? I mean, last year you were injured, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, and and also, um, you know, when two fifty and super fast and switching to four fifty, you know, it's kind of hard to have all your motorcycles ready. So by yeah. missing the first two rounds, you save a little money and have an extra, you know, three weeks to get your bike together, um, get the, get your suspension dialed in and you know, get everything right. ready for racing. So that's kind of mind centered behind it. Well, I just wanted to say, uh, I haven't spoken to you in a long time. Uh, I've spoken to Matt, uh, crouch a little bit and just staying in contact with what's been going on. But, I don't know if he told you or not, but I told him to tell you congrats on your 10th overall for this year. That was fantastic. Yeah, I was, it was rooting for you this whole year. And I've uh, been wondering where you were, and I'm excited now that you just told me Muddy Creek, and then you did say your goals are 5th through 12th, and is that in the 450s or 250s? Um, that's 450. 450s? Uh, what I mean okay. by that is around 5 through 12. That's my goal, race all those. To be able to be out there. Oh, you're talking about the right. Oh, you're yeah, talking about no, the right. I, I got you. I'm, I, well, I'm not really looking at okay. My, position. I'm looking at some good stuff. Yeah. My misunderstanding well, on that. Realistically, right. realistically, John, I mean, you, you get better every year. Last year, your season best was a 14th at Spring Creek. Um, I think, I don't remember what you finished overall. Um, 20th overall, right? Outdoors last year? Yeah, yeah, we didn't run the first four yeah. last year either. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, and man, honestly, I don't see any reason you can't be top fifteen week in and week out once you're fully in the swing of things. Yeah, and it, it's tough to say sitting on the couch for you to even just judging. You know, I, I'd say there's uh, the capabilities to be in the top ten pretty frequently. So yeah, that's my goal. So if it happens, it happens. You know, I'm gonna go grab my best and you know finish really finish. Yeah, well, I mean, last year, like I said, you finished twentieth. Benny Bloss finished nineteenth, and look what he's doing this year. I mean, there's like I, I've been a supporter of yours, you know, since I met you at shit. I don't even remember where that was like, a couple years ago when probably Johnsonville. No, it wasn't Johnsonville. It was the track out River Valley. When oh, that dude yes. had that huge crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh yeah. You remember that? That was the day I met you. But yeah. I mean, just, dude, you had so much talent. It was obvious, and in your personality, man, I just really thought you were a great guy. So it was really cool, and you just get better and better every year. And and I really think that tenth in Supercross probably had a lot to do with the support of the Moto X Pod show. <laughs> no, I did. I mean, <laughs> you guys just build my confidence up every time I come on the show. Thank you. So. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Every time I come on that following weekend, I have a great ride. So. <laughs> Shameless. Hey, and, you know, you uh, we joke about this, but you you got me a lot of points in fantasy Supercross numerous times. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, anytime anybody mentions me, mentions man, I got your tip this weekend for fantasy. It always ends up being a bad weekend. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of the don't most, tell me beforehand. Most of the guys at your level say they hate hearing about that. You know, I mean, it's. 
other than like Adam Cianciarello, he was the only pro that I've heard. He, he said on the Pulp Show that while he's out racing a national, he's actually thinking about it. Like he'll ha- he'll be battling with like Savachi, and he picks Savachi and goes, "Oh shit, maybe I should let him go because I need more points." <laughs> like he that's pretty funny. Maybe maybe we the riders need to play as well. Yeah, right, right. There you go. So, what's your training yeah. been like the last couple months? Uh, I, I started doing outdoor training. Uh, shoot, the, whenever the whenever I went to the West Coast, so I had like a three four week break. I went and got a practice for fifty, and I've honestly just been training for outdoor since then. Um, I you know I took a week off. I went to two off after um, Vegas to get my bikes together and stuff like that as far as riding, but um, I just kind of been just just forgot it, just long motors and you know. Trying to be, be the best prepared I can. Um, I really, really would like to get some good starts and yeah, kind of focus on that. So that's a big deal. I I got a question for yeah. you. I've known you, you know, since you were intermediate and uh, everything, and so the development of you being a pro. I mean, are you still growing, and do you feel like you're getting stronger? And and I'm just talking physicality wise your body and everything not the mental aspect i mean that's just a given you're going to grow and get stronger every year with the everything but are you still because i don't even know how old you are right now how old are you right I'm now 22 23 okay Oof, old yeah, yeah. old john yeah uh, <laughs> that that moto masters vet class is coming up quick <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> i i always I would joke. I said, "I'm just going to ride pro until I get to 25, and I'm going to race the again." There you go. There you go. That's a good hey, goal. That's that. That means you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was just curious about that. I mean, do you feel like you know your confidence is growing because you're getting stronger still? Uh, I hear you know that you're not mentally developed completely now, based on the literature I've read. Till you're 25, and I think your body keeps growing quite a while. You know, also so. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially with me, because I don't generally take a lot of time off from muscle bike training, because it's really just one of my biggest hobbies, is, you know, mountain biking, running, and then I feel like, you know, every season I, I come around, my pace is better and better. Right. And, and, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like anything else, the more of it you do, the better you are. I think, obviously, athletes can keep, you know, well into their mid to late 20s. And, yes. Uh, I feel like I'm getting stronger every, each and every year. Well, so good. I, I think it shows. Uh, so Yeah, and then that's kind of always been my goal, too. Um, you know, off the bike goes on the bike. For me, it's like everyone asks me, well, how much longer are you in a race? And I'm like, well, as long as I'm, I feel like I'm physically improving and I'm improving results-wise and on the track, like my riding and physically even faster, I feel like, uh, why, why would I stop? Right. Yeah, and are you are you getting that from people your age, or are you getting that from people your parents' age? Um, a little bit of both. I get that from people who may have stopped riding themselves, right? You know, or moved on that are my age, and then yeah, just don't, from older people who are curious. But don't, don't talk to those people anymore. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of people who tell me, you know, if you would have quit, you know, you would definitely regret it until you until you're ready to give it up. Don't give it up. So. Well. Speaking I, as I still wanna as a more gold than stuff, so. Well, I, you know, you're not gonna know this. This is probably one of the longer conversations you and I've ever had and you know, I started in eighty nine and not you know, I was eighteen and now I'm forty seven and 
I was telling Guida the other day, we rode at the edge for the first time and, you know, I just felt great. The bike was fresh. I'd done a lot of work to the bike. The suspension was fresh and I didn't, you know, I'm sitting here now and I don't have an ache or a pain. And so, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm in your corner. Just keep, just keep going. Just keep grinding away at it. You know, yeah. If you take care of yourself, like so, Michael does, and uh, unlike me, like I like to eat pizza and fried chicken and ice cream. But if you take care of yourself and do train like you do, and the other pros and Michael do, does, yeah, you guys can do that forever. Just look at guys like yeah. Doug Dubach. I mean, Doug Dubach's a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. He's just, I mean, he blows me away. Yeah, still with what he can do. So yeah, so, I, I'm, for for me as long as I'm 100 commended myself. You know, I'm I'm all, I'm all in. So right right now I'm all in. That's that's right. all I eat, breathe, and sleep about is how can I be better at the races. So, well, with a with such a great overall finish in Supercross this year, have you got any interest out of any other sponsors? Has that helped you in any way? Um, you know, I've I've kind of talked to you know teams and guys that that maybe hey let's put something together and work together and, and kind of put something but yeah um not really anything out of the ordinary so okay um i i think um you know i'd you know the writer to you know i'd like to put something together with another writer to where we can maybe do our own, our own program or something like that but um if they try to get an opportunity and offer i would definitely jump on it so yeah you never really know how things are going to be come you know the end of this year right before supercross starts but man it seems like a, a yeah. rock a rock river ride or something like that would be a really good fit for you you're already on a yamaha you know i mean geez if you could get an opportunity like that i i just i think you could continue to grow and, and do better than a tenth you know i think it's uh like i was telling someone the other day is something that would tremendously help me is is uh, having that support system at the races that yeah. like, Hey, this is the mechanic every weekend. You yeah. know what he's doing. You can trust him. This yep. guy's taking video. We can go back and watch him. Like that's something I've never had. It's always kind of been just show up, race it, look on your mic a little bit, wing it and do this. Right. Right. Really putting it into black and white, looking at lines. And, uh, it's kind of harder to do if you don't have that consistent support. But, um, That'd be that'd be something that's something I'm looking to implement in my program next year for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't like the word you just used, kind of. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. kind of hard. It is hard. I mean you're well I you know, you're severely at a disadvantage. Yeah. Well so. at I guess is what I'm saying is I haven't ever seen seen the other side of it. So for me it's like that's all I know. So well, yeah, I mean, hard, but <laughs> I mean look at a guy like like Alex Ray, you know, a couple two years ago he's you know, pretty much privateer on a similar, similar air, like place that you're in. And, you know, he, he got a little bit better ride last year or this year. And with, I think rock river or, or cycle train. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Rock river. And, um, you know, now he got the, the factory filling ride and look how much better he's doing. He's never scored a point in four fifty nationals until this year. I mean, that right yeah. there shows how much having a team around you take the stress off can help. I mean, I was at St. Louis with you this year. I got there, you know, a day early, and I sat there and watched you totally tear your bike, you know, apart and work on it. And you're you're doing all these things that probably put a lot of extra pressure on you, a lot of extra stress, takes your time away from focusing on what you need to do. 
And I don't know that the average fan realizes what a privateer has to deal with, whether it be booking their own travel, figuring all these things out that the top level guys don't have to even worry about. No, it's it's you know I'm not going to complain because I I chose it, but yeah. it is it's like a it's like a working a couple full time jobs. For sure, it's uh you're always sun up to sundown, you're doing something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's really impressive. If you're not, then you're probably not getting better. So <laughs> yeah, right. It's really impressive to me what you do though. The, the amount of time that you have to put into it as a true, honest to goodness privateer, and then that you still go out there and have really great results. You know, I mean, you, you're you're battling for for good positions most nights. You know, you have some bad nights, obviously, but, um, yeah. you know, and I texted you last night about uh, private, privateerlife.mx. Did you happen to get a hold of Garrett today? Uh, actually, I didn't, but I'm okay. glad you reminded me because yeah. I did. That is something I really want to do. That's so, a really I'll good program. I know you hadn't heard about it. Um, we're, we're kind of doing some stuff with him, and, like, so is Pulp MX, the main event. And like I was telling you, it's a website – Michael, you probably never heard of this either. A guy named Garrett Schlegel set it up, and a, a privateer can call or can sign up on the website and say, like, "Hey, I'm John Short. This is what I do. I race. Uh, even if it's not national level, it could be around here." Right. And what they do is then also on the other side of that website, there's people like me who can just be a contributor, and I can say, "Hey, I'm I'm Jamie, and I live in East Texas, and if." Any of your riders on this website come through, I can provide them with a place to sleep tonight or laundry or a bag of ice or whatever. So they're, they're trying to help out privateers when they're crossing the country on their own dime give you know to save them some money. Um, but it also what he's doing, he started doing this last year, is he has some sponsors that contribute. And every week, say, next, the next race is High Point. So let's say John was going to race High Point. He can tell Garrett, hey, I'm going to race High Point. And Garrett will put him his name in a drawing with the other privateers, and they draw a name, and that whoever wins that drawing, mm-hmm. their entry fee is paid for for that race. Really? And there's some other sponsors like us who are contributing a hundred bucks or more each round, and then they get that money too to go to the process of what they're doing. And, and basically, he's just trying to help out privateers, guys like John. You still there, bud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my alarm was going off. Oh, okay. Here, but no, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a really, really That's cool a, program. PrivateerLife.mx. We've had Garrett on our show a couple times. He was just on Pulp a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, check him out, man, and, and, and he'll he'll definitely help you out. I told him last night you were going to get with him, and he was really excited. He said he knew who you were. Um, but yeah, he's right. Garrett's a good dude. He he just wants to help out the the backbone of our sport, which is the privateers. Yeah, what seems cool about that too is uh, you know there might be people out there that want to help. They don't know how to get in touch with people or, or really how to get their foot in, and that kind of allows them to, you know, I guess help riders out with like yeah. you're saying. It's basically like a social, a social network for amateurs and privateers, and, and you know there might you when you're doing nationals like you're traveling across the country. If you don't get the fly like this year. So you say you have to drive in a van, like Alex Nagy, you know, right? All through Supercross, he's mm-hmm. going from race to race in a van. He might be able to stay somewhere on a Wednesday night with a fan that just gives him a place to crash, and then they might have a practice track. Hey, you can you can ride to tomorrow, you know, or whatever. All that is on the website. Awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah, okay. cool. I'll, I'll find out. That's cool. Cool, cool, man. You got anything else, Michael? I do not at this time. I'm just listening and yeah. taking all this in and processing it. There's a lot going on. <laughs> there it is. Well, John, hey, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. You know you're one of our favorite guys. Uh, you've been coming on the show since the beginning almost, and uh, we we fully support you. 
No, I appreciate it. And I was going to ask Michael real quick. Do yeah. you you your buddy with Dwayne Carter, right? Yes, that, Dwayne. That's your, okay, that's where I've met you before. Okay, I was curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's we met there, yeah. and then uh, of course through Matt uh, Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, we're you know yeah. I live close to him, and we've been uh, I've been knowing him since he you know they had the TCCRA race there, and then they had the little moto track out there. I'd go out mm-hmm. and just moto there, but yeah, that's where. And then yeah, Dwayne. So yeah, I then, thought I thought I recognized you. And then and then uh oh I just went blank on Matt's sister's name. Ashley. Ashley, thank you. And then uh yeah. uh Emily. That's and probably the last time I saw you was at Mosquito Arena Cross. So I don't I don't think I, don't yeah. think I saw you, I saw them too. Yeah, yeah. I was helping Guida that night with the X brand stuff and Yeah, that yeah. fundraiser yep. for that guy. So Yeah, that was a couple years ago at Mesquite. Yeah, it was about Two now, or a little over. The well, it was last year when I went seventeen. Okay. Was, yeah, yeah, it was seventeen, John. Yeah. Was it just right. last year? Yeah. Well, we just live a lot. It was so. seventeen. Because <laughs> okay. they didn't have it this year, but last year, yeah, you were getting ready. That was, and you, you, uh, you were banging bars with I can't remember the guy's name now. I can't either, but he's on KTM. Yeah. 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 Yep, that's that's who it was. Yeah. Brady that was, that was seventeen. Yep. Yep. Yeah, good yeah, to get reacquainted, point. John. Yes, sir. We'll good to hear you. We'll probably be racing some of uh, this all season. I'll probably won't have my hand in a cat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, John, I look forward to seeing you out there. What what round did you say you were going to be at, the first one? Muddy Creek. Uh, hey, we, we lost you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going in and out real bad. I just said round five or six. That's my day. Okay. Okay. All right, well, I should see you at a couple. I'm going to Tennessee, Millville, and Indiana as of right now, so. Awesome, yeah, once I, once I, once I run up to one, I'm going to do the rest of it, so. Right on. Well, it's I hope just, to see you, man, and I'll definitely, you know, I'll come see you and say hi. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You guys yeah. have a good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. All right, John, take care, buddy. Take care. John Short, man, I really like having the privateers on. I just. You know, I, I, it's really cool to me as a fan to have Blake Baggett on and have Dean Wilson on. I love that. But also to have the other guys, the, the privateers and the industry guys and the mechanics, man, I just think it's really cool and interesting. And Yeah, I agree. I, totally. I, it's unfortunate his phone connection wasn't very good. Hopefully everybody could hear it okay. But Well, he doesn't he live in Pilot Point or someplace yeah, like that? Yeah, I don't know where he is right yeah. now because, I mean, he's been – I think he's been training up in Oklahoma still. Oh, okay. Now, maybe at Raynard's. I'm not sure. He's, he's kind of in different places. So. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess I didn't – I should have asked where he was. But yeah. Well. I didn't. Guys, um, we I mentioned Five Star Roofing of Texas, which is owned by Chad Mayo. And I know a couple of weeks ago we had some guys on. We talked about the race that he and Brian Hicks are promoting coming up. And, Michael, you probably don't know about this. I looked it up. We actually spoke a little bit about okay. it. And I looked it up the other day, believe so the, it or not. <laughs> so June 30th through July 1st is the first annual Independence Day Pro Cup at Nakona MX Park. Uh, there is... $14,000 up for grabs, uh, all kinds of cool prizes. They're, they're doing all kinds of things to bring some pros in. You know, obviously it's the same weekend as a national, but if you are a guy that's racing any class amateur wise or a class and not going to be at a national, you need to come to this thing. It's a lot of money, $2,500 purse for four fifty plus 200% payback, 250, 250 pro is $1,500 purse plus 200%. 
You might need to get in on that. You're an A rider. Go uh, out there. Yeah. Go down, make some money. You're, yeah. Yeah. You thinking about it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just because you haven't been training, right? Right. Yeah. So. Well, man, I, that me. I, I get so bummed when I think about you not riding anymore. Because for those of you that are listening, I know you got most of you don't know Michael Gage, but his form is like art, dude. It's beautiful. I I have pictures. Just he may not always be the fastest guy on the track, but his form is perfect, and it's sort of frustrating. He's a guy that I've talked about on the show before, where I've gone out and rode with him, and I'm on my 450, and he's on a CRF 150. R F, which F. is the, the trail bike. Very cool. <laughs> and he's still going faster than I am because his corner speed is unreal and it pisses me off. But at the same time, it's really awesome. So Well, you over flattered me there, if that's even a word or a phrase. It, it works. Yeah. I, know what you, I know what you mean, but it's it really no. is. Anybody that knows you knows that your technique – and Michael's also a guy – that when I go out to practice and Muscle Mark goes out to practice and TJ goes out to practice and we ride four laps and we come in and we're tired and we're sitting there drinking our waters or me drinking a Pepsi and we're like, where's Michael at? Oh, he's still out there riding because he rides until he runs out of gas and then he pushes the bike back and fills up and goes again. <laughs> well, that's because I don't get to ride. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's so. it's pretty cool. So, and, and again, we're, we're still going to talk about your, uh, your riding history here in just a little bit. We're going to take another quick break and we'll sure. be back with uh, Brady Bowers. Cool. something else. back again our next guest is a little uh she's a little different than what most of our guests are for one thing um and she is brought to you by shock socks the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector no one likes replacing fork seals so ask your local motorcycle shop about shock socks so our next guest as i said is monster girl brady bowers what's up brady how hey you, how are you guys Doing good, doing good. We're just sitting here, uh, just got done talking to Justin Bogle a little bit ago and our buddy John Short, and now we're going to talk a little bit about Monster Girls and uh, what you have going on, so. Oh, yeah, I have accurate information about Monster Girls, but, I mean, I've just been around forever, so. Right. Yeah, you, you are uh, one of the probably longer-running Monster Girls, if I'm not mistaken, at this point. Yep, I'm, I'm like the, I'm the oldest, well, I don't want to say the oldest, but definitely the longest lasting one i've been with um our boss Kelly Louch for 10 years now i started working for her when i was 17 about to be 18 wow so i'm 27 congratulations 
Well, you must be doing something right. I mean, um, you know, I, we've had other other the Monster Girls on, we, and, I, and I know as a, just a fan watching it, we we don't realize necessarily, and I've said this before, what all you guys have to do in a given day, whether it be in the pits during the monster party, you know, and then running back and forth and all the things they have you doing. Um, ha, tell us a little bit about what you have to do on a, any given Saturday at a Supercross. So we usually arrive around 11.15 because we don't get to keep our outfits. Our boss will take them back just because, you know, Monster now has NASCAR and we have PBR and we have so many events. There's probably minimum 30 girls working each weekend. So right. we give our outfits back every weekend because they decide what we wear the next weekend. So sometimes we'll switch it up, sometimes we won't. And then the next weekend we show up again and we'll get our outfits around 11.15 almost. All the time, we're always late. Go <laughs> figure it. Um, but we're supposed to be starting around like noon, and then that's when the pit party opens, and then we're interacting all day. Yeah, and, and then the, once I mean, I know that you stay in the pits most of the time during the afternoon. Once the night show starts, like, um, how do they determine who's going to hold the you know walk with the, the thirty second hold the thirty second board now and the the Moto 1, Moto 2, uh, Heat Race 1, whatever, boards, how do they decide that? Is that a weekly thing or is it? Yeah, it's a weekly thing because, like, sometimes we have, you know, the, the usual girls. Sometimes we'll mix it up and throw in new girls or girls that haven't been on the series in a long time because, you know, they're doing our NASCAR or PBR. And we, we kind of make a list just so that we're a little bit more organized throughout the night. Mm -hmm. But with things happening – racers and girlfriends you know working together depending on how their nights are going you know we might have to switch it up a little bit but for the most part we're pretty organized on who's going to do what and if there's any mix-ups you know we'll we'll cover each other cool okay so you uh you messaged me a couple of weeks ago and you said you wanted to clear some stuff up um so why don't you give us tell us about that a little bit yeah, so I first heard a podcast from a couple friends, um, and they weren't exactly pumped to hear how our program was talked about. Okay. Um, like I said, I've been around so long, and I've been around whenever it's been really bad, mostly because we used to, like, the girls back in the day would party a lot because, you know, Monster wasn't as big. Obviously, they've been a big business since they started, but it wasn't as big of a deal, you know, we... You know, started off with, like, four girls, and the girls, you know, they would, you know, party the night before, and they'd show up, and, you know, they were having a good time. That's what it all was about. But now whenever, you know, there's eight to 12, 12 of us girls, like, you got to be on your A game. So all of us girls every weekend, like, who doesn't argue with someone that they're around with every day? But for the most part, we all get along. Mm -hmm. There's not there's not drama with us girls usually like if there's something going on like we all talk about it it's done we move on because we all want to work and if there's a common denominator problem usually that problem goes away and then the rest stays so you don't really want to ruffle feathers and you want to get along with everyone right. and you, know, you have to be you have to be nice like the cattiness that's that's old right it's we all got to work together yeah it's got to it's still a business it's got to be like a well-oiled machine i mean yeah anytime there's a uh, a dark spot on in a job, a job situation or anything that, yeah, it just brings everybody else down. So I can understand that. Yeah. We've had some girls that get put in timeout because, <laughs> you know, now with social media, you know, 
you get followers and all of a sudden you're getting all this attention on social media and sometimes girls' heads blow up from that because they're really cool in virtual world. But that doesn't mean you can be an asshole to someone. <laughs> right. You still have to be a nice person. What What is time out? What does that... Time out means you're just not getting booked and you'll know. Oh, okay. So that hurt. Yeah, that you're actually just not hit, getting booked and you'll know. That actually uh, hits you in the pocketbook. Yeah. Then. Yeah, it, and that's where you'll be like, okay, what's going on? Like, right. obviously there's a problem, and if there's more problems with you than there's other people, then obviously you might be in the situation. Well, Brady, what is your favorite part of doing your job, and what is your least favorite part? Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> my favorite part is that I'm usually going to be at the races anyways because of Tyler. Sure. Um. So being able to work it and also be able to watch it is probably my favorite part. I mean, that's a win-win right there. And then, yeah. obviously, just the Monster has been docking us girls. You know, we're, we've been their brand since the beginning. You know, we had a big problem with NASCAR when we first signed with NASCAR fans, thinking that we were a little bit too revealing. But Monster was like, nope, these are our girls. This is what we're going to wear and what we're going to do. So working for them is obviously a, a plus. And then the lowest part, um, obviously getting ready. <laughs> That's probably the worst part. Like, there's a lot of time that goes into getting ready. Like, oh yeah, I can you guys don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it takes me hours every day to get pretty, so I understand. <laughs> See exactly the grooming, the the tanning, the makeup. Right. It's, there's it's not enough. Lot. There's not <laughs> enough getting ready to get me pretty. <laughs> me, me either. <laughs> me either. Um. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I always ask when we have, um, I hope this, I, I, if I'm going to say models, when we have the models on, I hope that's an okay term to use. I, I like to ask yeah. about the, um, when you're in the pits and you're taking pictures with all the guys, because the guys want to come through the monster party, the pit party, take pictures with the girls. I've heard from other girls that sometimes they get a little gropey. What's the worst thing that a guy, or what's the worst situation you've been put in at a at an event by a fan. Ooh, um, I've actually okay. Never mind. I have been. I have been good, <laughs> and it was actually by like a sixteen-year-old in Atlanta. It okay. was like a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Can I get a selfie with you?" And I was like, "Of course." I obviously can't say no. Right. And he just full on, like, he put the phone up to take a selfie. He was, took a selfie, but he was, like, trying to grab my boob. Oh, wow. And you know, out of reaction, I slapped the back of his head. Good for you. And then his dad comes over and was like, you know, I apologize. And I'm like, you should apologize. Like, yeah, you right. really teach your kids to do that? Like, I get, like, we're... We're here, and, like, maybe we are wearing a little bit revealing outfits, but I'm not here to be broke. Right, like, I'm right. here to do my job. And like, it, it, I think some people forget that. Well, it's sad, but from having, like, we've had Dylan Osborne on, and, um, you know, we had Kelly on, and, and a few other girls, and, and they've all said that that stuff happens, and it's hard for somebody like me that wouldn't do something like that to imagine that they do, but apparently guys, I guess, yeah, they just take advantage of the situation, and it's sad. Um, does monster support you in like, you know, you reacted by hitting this guy in the back of the head a little bit. I mean, do they, are they supportive of that or would they be like, no, um, they would rather us come get someone, which like most of the time we do. Like it was just my reaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I didn't even, I didn't even think before I even did it. But they weren't mad at you. 
But they, yeah, they're like, what happened? What's going on? And like, he just grabbed my boob. And they're like, all right, he won't be in. And then they just keep an eye from then I'll know and make sure he just doesn't come in because, right. you know, like I said, we are there actually to do the night show. The pit party is just a plus for fans. Yeah. Sure. Our job starts when the night show starts because that's that, what we are there for. What she's talking about is all about liability. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what Monster's saying. Come get someone. Yeah, let's well, document it and see who's liable. Right. <laughs> well, right. And I, I remember, I guess, God, it's probably eight or nine years ago I was walking through the pits and it was a smaller team and a girl, I had a shirt on from a local rider in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and a girl recognized the shirt and she ended up being one of my buddy's girlfriends at the time and I didn't know that, but she told me that like she can't tell people that she has a boyfriend. She's not supposed to acknowledge that because whoever she was working for at the time wants the, the general public to think she's available basically. Do you guys get any pressure like that? To well, obviously, you post tons of pictures on your Instagram with Tyler, um, but have you ever been in that situation where they like you know you don't you shouldn't do that? You need to be pretend you're single. Act single. <laughs> um, I've worked I've worked on the SEMA show. Okay. And that's you know that whole week long car show in Vegas. Yeah. And they have asked me to take my wedding ring off. Oh. And. I was kind of like, well, one, I'm not leaving my wedding ring in a hotel room and I'm not just throwing it in a bag just because <laughs> right. that's just too much money just to be throwing away or someone to steal. Right. And that's like, that's pretty much the only thing they've said to me. But now with social media, it's kind of hard. Like I've been around so long, like they, people follow me, people know I'm married, they know I have a kid now. Yeah. And I get a lot of people that support it. And that's what's pretty rad because before, whenever I wasn't married, and people would know I was, like, married, uh, you know, dating Tyler. They'd be like, oh, like, that's so stupid. Like, why would you have a boyfriend? Like, why do you do this? You're traveling. And I'm like, but we're traveling together. It's like, it would be totally different if, you know, I was staying home and he was traveling or, you know, vice versa. Like, right. that's kind of hard. But yeah. But you work through it. Well, okay. So, and now that you're a mom and that situation has changed, how, what is it like when you go to a race and because of social, social media, people come up to you and say, Oh, how's Maxwell doing? You know, and they actually know your child's name and, you know, cause like, like I know Paige Craig deals with this with Jagger a lot, you know, and, and Brittany Chisholm has talked about it. Like, it, is it creepy? Is it weird? Or is it just something that at this point you're just used to it? It's part of the way life is with social media. Um, I'm like, I, I still am a little, about how I feel because Tampa, um, my parents showed up with Max, me and Tyler were both working and um, I just took my parents over to Factory Cali because they have hospitality and they can stay in the shade. And yeah, all right. of a sudden, it's people are like taking photos of Max and at that point, she was five months old but for me, it's like, what are you doing with those photos? Like, <laughs> right, I've never right. seen them. No one's ever tagged me in them and like, it kind of creeped me out then. So yeah. I, I was like, I noticed it, but then whenever no one tagged me in it, I was like, what did you do with those photos? Like, yeah. it just kind of weirds me out. And I know a lot of people are like, please make that a Instagram. But I just see what Paige goes through because I'm really good friends with Paige Craig. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't trust people. Like, I am very... Smart. I, mean, I just don't trust that man. <laughs> You're very smart. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, you know... Paige, Paige's father is, you know, a part owner in the Geico team, and, like, it's very comfort for her and, like, Jagger, but, like, there's some weird people out there that are so obsessed with him, like, it just scares the living day out of me, well, like, yeah. someone would, you know, call him over, and he's just gonna go for a photo, and next thing you know, he's gone, like, that is my biggest 
fear. Sure, yeah. He has more followers than, like, a lot of the writers do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she does a great job with yeah. his Instagram. Like, good for her, but it just scares me. So I'm like, I've had some companies ask to book Max for photo shoots, but they want me to have a Instagram for her. But I'm like, she's nine months old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. I, I, I thought that was, you know, like, I... I mean, I'll admit, I follow Jagger Craig. I know Paige does the, the page, but I mean, but it, I do kind of see where it's a little strange. You know, she has embraced it because I think it probably at this point is just easier to go ahead and embrace it than try to keep him hidden. But I remember Brittany Chisholm telling a story, and I think it was on Pulp, that she was walking with Tate Reed, Chad Reed's little boy, years ago. Yeah. And like some fan stopped her and said, hey, can I get a picture with Tate? She was like, no, you know, and, and that's, that is, that's gotta be weird as a parent, you know, I mean, probably as a dad, I'd be like, well, sure. Why not? But as a mom, I could see you being like, uh, no, it's kind of weird and creepy. And, you know, we met you, I, I don't know if you remember me and my co-host Mark met you at Dallas and you were in the trailer or the, the, the truck. I don't remember the box, the camper. And, uh, Tyler was sitting there feeding your daughter and we talked a little bit and it, it's really cool to see the three of you being able to travel together as a family. I mean, that's what motocross is all about anyway, at our level. Yeah, we, we really enjoy bringing her. And at first we were like, no, we're not bringing her to a race because if there's any problems, like the babysitter's just going to come to us and we're working and like, that's <laughs> not what we're, you know, we're there for. But Bell has a nursing suite for moms of writers or oh, nice. friends of, friends of, you know, felt employees. So there's a nursing suite on the press box that allows us to take our babies in there under two years old to like sleep or play, and, you know, it's noise, you know, proof and they don't have to wear the earmuffs. So yeah. it's really good. And then, you know, I could get a babysitter set up in there and, yeah. you know, they're good to go for the night. And it's even better because you're not sitting in a seat next to people you don't know or, you know, right. that's what kind of deal. But Max <clears throat> absolutely loves race day. Oh, that's cool. Oh man. Does does she is she at a she point where she knows is she at a point where she's aware when Tyler's on the track? Um yes and no. She is starting to get like a little scared of the helmet. Like he put his helmet on <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Tuesday. He was kinda like, uh, who are you? And then he took it off and she was like laughing, but then he put it on and then she was like, Oh gosh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> but we were we were watching him ride some outdoors and she actually I don't know if it's the green bike or the gear he was wearing, but, you know, she pays attention. There'd be a couple other guys that go by, but she would, you know, not really watch them, but she would follow him. It's really cool. Like, that is cool. I, that is cool. I love that she enjoys it. Cause I don't know what to do if she didn't enjoy it because <laughs> she's got a couple more years. Of yeah, with right. <laughs> well, I was just going to say my wife would agree with you on not doing Instagram or anything. She is adamantly against our six-year-old having anything done social media you know she's just yeah, super true. protective and so she she would she would validate you on that yeah <laughs> yeah i just i don't know like they just especially a six-year-old what do they got to see on there there's girls with their butts out like <laughs> right. that yeah. you can't there's no parent but like, there's no parent um what am i trying to say like guards to put on there there's nothing that you can you know make parental not controls is that available. the word yeah, yeah, there's there's yeah. no way to regulate that anymore. Right. Yeah, except not do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. so hey, Brady, I've and got like, even with Paige. 
Go ahead. Just like, dude, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know I did it to myself, but like, everyone knows him now. Like, I'm too deep in. I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I only got to make a few of the supercrosses, but I, I did an interview with Christian at St. Louis, and you know, Jagger's just running around. He's playing with his toys, and he had a truck that he pushed, and it went like out of the uh, roped off area, out into the general public, basically. And, you know, at St. Louis, it's all indoors. And he started to go under the chain. And, you know, and everybody's like, oh, Jagger, Jagger, Jagger. And, you know, he doesn't know what to do. And, and there's so many people. It's It could be very scary. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. to me. So, hey, I've got a couple uh, <laughs> listener questions. Um, okay. So the first one um, says, Tyler seems to be a big, tough guy on the outside. Like, you know, that's how we kind of see him. Everybody knows him as the bear. Um, but is he a complete softy on the inside with a big heart and what kind of father is he to Maxwell? Good question. Me and Tyler battle this all the time <laughs> because Tyler, you know, he just races and everyone's like, Oh, the bear and this and that. And you know, at one point when they're younger, you know, every kid that comes to, you know, their debut at Supercross, they have a cocky attitude. Yeah. Every single one of them. <laughs> you know, some come off a little bit more humble, but they're still cocky. But, you know, Tyler has been there, but he's never been this bad guy that people have made him out to be. I think TV, pro- uh, you know, uh, production has done a very good job with the Cooper Webb deal back in the day. And, you know, he is he is so nice. And there's been someone that came up to me one time at Supercross, and they asked me if Tyler beat me. Because they thought he was so bad during the Cooper thing. And I'm like, wow, what? So it's crazy that people get that wrapped up into it, that they can, you know, be manipulated and just think something of someone with just choice of words. Yeah. Because but that's... he is, he's a softie, especially now that we have Max. Like, we wanted a boy so bad, but now that we have Max, like, I couldn't ask for, you know, anything different and his love for her is just crazy like we went on vacation for a week and i was like the third wheel (laughs) that's sweet though that's good he you know you can tell talking to him and hearing him on pulp and stuff that really he is a good guy i mean look i mean yeah he he goes into a race and he he talks a little trash but i do that too you know with my buddies we all talk trash i mean especially at that level you got to try to get into the other guy's head a little bit i mean mcgrath was famous for that he didn't have to do anything he just was in their head to begin with right so there's nothing wrong with what he's doing and yeah him and cooper got a little aggressive but motocross is an aggressive sport i mean it just is so yeah i think i think the people that think that are the people that only watch the tv coverage and that's it they don't read the articles they don't listen to pulp and and find out who he really is well i think it's a lot like politics you know um everyone hears certain things or, you know, it gets butchered in between. Right, right. Like, like Tyler and I argue about this all the time, but I'm like, someone's going to be the bad guy. And unfortunately, like you're, you've been made it. And it sucks because, (laughs) you know, in Vegas, super cross, like um, nobody saw it, but in Salt Lake, you know, Barsha came at Tyler a couple times during the heat. And then in Vegas, whenever it was the main, like Tyler just, you know, tapped, Barsha a little bit, like, gave him some love, like, nothing serious, and then, you know, next thing you know, Barsha T-boned him, and everyone's like, well, you shouldn't mess with Barsha, and it's like, okay, but if Tyler did that, like, he would be this horrible guy, but because right. Barsha has right. damn name, it's acceptable, so there's, like, certain things in this industry where it's, it's acceptable and it's not, and it's, 
it sucks, but it just is what it is now. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I can see. Uh, I can see how that could be frustrating because yeah, certain guys have yeah. Even like with the uh, the Tomac Marvin pass, you know, where Marvin passing Tomac, everybody's so mad at Marvin for what he did. But just a few weeks before, Tomac cleaned out Cooper Webb, Webb and everybody's yeah. fine with that. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what would Tyler do to win a four fifty main? Anything. What would he do? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, anything. exactly. So yeah. I mean, I know what I would do. I, I would take out the whole freaking starting line if I had an opportunity to w- win a main. So uh, it's just it's silly. But um, hey, so how do you react when Tyler has a big crash like at Oakland? Um, so the Oakland one was pretty bad because I yep. usually had every race in Oakland. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of driving up in the box van. I'm just going to leave it to you in your mechanic spot. So me and Max stayed home, and there was like a minute left. He was like night. Eighth and ninth, and I'm yep. like, oh, okay. Like, I'm just gonna put Max to sleep, and like, I heard them talking, and I was like, oh yeah, he had a really good day. He like qualified like six or something in practice. Like, yeah. it was just like best qualifying time, and then he was killing it in the main. So I'm like, oh, they're for sure, you know, doing coverage. And then like, I rewound it to see it, and I see him flying through the air, and then, you know, my phone's popping off, and then, you know, everyone's like, you know, let me figure out what's going on. Like, I'm like, oh god, what happened? Like this is this is bad, and I couldn't get a hold of them. I'm like, oh my gosh! But that was probably the worst one. But when I'm there, I think because I'm working, I try to keep work and business separate. Where I'm there to work, and then I can deal with it afterwards because I know he's got to go to medics anyways, yeah. and then he has a, he has, you know has people there that are also going to help him. So I try to stay as level headed and calm as possible because me freaking out is not going to make any situation better. Right. Right. <laughs> Where did you learn how to compartmentalize that and be that professional at work? Uh, my parents. Your parents? Um, when me and Tyler, yeah, when me and Tyler first started dating, um, I would do all the arena process. That's where we met. And I've just, they've always been like, you know, if you teams, you know, might not last, but like they're a good company and you never know. So it's just, you know, trying to keep your job first and your relationship second. So, you know, we were long distance for four years and we would see each other while we, you know, worked, but we were working most of the time. He was right. the same way. Like he was totally cool with me working. He wasn't like, come see me. Why aren't you paying attention to me? Like, I don't like this. So <laughs> it was super helpful too, that he was, you know, committed to like him working and me working. Cause right. you know, so many girls, they start working, they start dating a writer and then the writer's like, you know what? I don't like you getting all this attention. Like you shouldn't do it anymore. And then they just quit and then they break up down the road and then right, right. they can't come back. Cause it's like that, well, you chose where you wanted to be. You just made me think of a question. Has anyone ever, I mean, is there anyone else that has a relationship like you and Tyler? I mean, that um, you know, of? Kelly and Weston, Kelly and Weston, okay. she, she does a pretty good job, but there's been a couple of times where he's gotten her. Um, and she's been like, gotta go. And I'm like, uh, no, Can't do that. Sorry. Yeah. I think that was one of the questions <laughs> yeah. we asked her when she had, he had his crash at, um, maybe it was Atlanta. Okay. I can't remember. And, and yeah, I think I specifically asked about that. And she did say that she went and checked on him, but okay. Yeah. And she like, you're, I mean, communicate with us girls. Like if you want to go to that school, but you can't just like leave, leave. Right. Yeah. Cause we, we need to know where you're at in case like we have to go do something. Cause sometimes there's these last minute, you have to sign off to do the flames and, you know, it's this and that. So, but, um, previously we've had like some girls with a relationship that, you know, they would get pregnant and then, you know, they just never, they didn't want to come back. So right. that's, that's kind of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Hey Brady. So my, my last question, um, 
Well, I got actually two questions, but uh, what what are the chances that we're going to see Tyler outdoors soon? Is he going to? You may not even be able to say, or you may not know anything, but I've heard rumors that he may get the JG ride. Um, it's, it's been talked about. Okay. Um, uh, Tyler had broken his fibula by that crash with Darsha. <laughs> You're back. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, getting some baby driving stuff. home from the gym. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're home from the gym. And, um, but yeah, he's, it's been talked about. He's trying to feel his leg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a non-weight bearing bone. So like we've been working out and we've been doing like the endurance training, cycling, and just, you know, staying fit so that whenever we're ready, they'll, they'll be able to take us. Well, that's cool. We hope to see him back out there soon. Uh, definitely like like having him at the track. It's a great personality, and you know, love seeing you at the track. So, um, so yeah, I yeah guess, we're ready. We're, we're I ready bet. For it. And we want to we want to earn a permanent number. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, no doubt, absolutely. Well, okay. So my last yeah, question, so. um, you know, what's the best part of becoming a mom? Uh, the best part. Yeah. But not sleeping. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Um, no, just like, just everything she does, you know, we've, we've had a couple races that we, you know, got away from her. She had some friends that will watch her for the weekend. And, you know, we, we've gone without her because we think we just need a break. And then as soon as we get away from her, we're just talking about her. And what is she doing? So it's just like that unconditional love, you know, like as much as you feel like you need a break, as soon as they're gone, you just. You know, you're missing them. Yeah, like, again, I don't know if you remember the conversation, but at Dallas, I was the one that said it happens really fast. I had a stepdaughter, you know, she grew up, and the boys started coming around, and no matter what you told the boys, they don't listen, they don't care. So I, I was like, I was probably scaring you a little bit, but it does go by very, very fast. My son's about to be 21, and it doesn't seem possible. So enjoy every minute you can get with her. I know, it's like... She's walking already. She already does it with us. Like, we'll drop her off at Ellie Fitness Kitty Care. And we think she's going to say bye to us. And she just keeps doing it. Just moving us back. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> yep. Bye, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is lovely. <laughs> well, it only gets worse. I'm just teasing you. But hey, Brady, we really, <laughs> really appreciate you coming on tonight and uh, reaching out to us. And uh, I really enjoyed this. It was great talking to you. Most I know. I'm really excited. And I heard you guys might have my best friend next week on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Vanessa? Yeah, I mean, she's all right, but she's a better <laughs> PR job. But don't, you know, she'll, she'll, she'll know. She's probably listening right now. Yeah, she, she sent me, uh, well, we were, I'm trying to get Eli scheduled, and, you know, that's obviously who I have to go through. And it just kind of hit me. I said, well, we've never had a media relations person on before. And I bet what she goes through is probably a pretty cool story. The things she deals with on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, we're going to, she, and she told me she was, you guys were very tight. So that's cool. Yes. I love her. She does a great job. We are so excited that Kawasaki got her. We just love yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was very nice. She, uh, she got me my very first interview with Eli at St. Louis. So I, I can't thank her enough. So yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to her. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be listening. Cool. Well, real quick, Brady, I just wanted to say nice visiting with you tonight, getting to know you better, getting to know Tyler more. And as a, you know, someone just getting to talk to you uh, as we're wrapping up, uh, just a compliment the way you talk and the way that you were saying we all the time about you and Tyler. I respect that so much. 
that it's not just about you, just about him, but you just sound so grounded about all that and makes me a bigger fan of y'all. So thank you. Yeah. We, we've been working at this for like eight years now. (laughs) Well, again, thank you very much. And, uh, really we appreciate it and look forward to seeing you at a national soon. Yes. Thank you guys. Yes, ma'am. We'll we'll talk to you soon, Brady. Thanks again. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Bye. All right. Bye. Brady Bowers. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, very awesome. You know, it's funny that we, over the year and a half or so that we've been doing this, we've done a couple girlfriend-wife shows where it's all females, and then we've thrown a few in, like some of the Makeup the Mud Girls, and and I get the most reaction out of listeners about those, because it's just a different side. Well, you know, I I mean, how can it not be something that resonates with everyone? Because the, the women you know, define us. I mean, the home life is so important for everyone, whether you're amateur or whether you're a professional. So, I mean, right. their perspective is invaluable. They're, and getting to learn about them is invaluable. Absolutely. You know, if you can learn one new thing that might, you know, for whatever reason, when you're listening, that's what I'm gathering from the podcast. Uh, I live with the personal motto of trying to better myself every day and do better and do right by my neighbors, people I don't even know. And uh, so whenever I hear that or I hear like her, I don't know her, this woman, Brady. I've only have a persona, an yeah, image. sure. And, you know, very, very little verbal, you know, monologue or whatever I'm trying to say about her speaking. So I have one idea, but to actually visit with her tonight, get to know and then you know, when you're having a conversation like we are, that's very casual, the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. And the truth is she loves her husband. She loves her daughter. She loves her family, uh, her mom or dad. You could tell that. And then her job. Yeah. And she takes it very seriously. And I, that's nothing but respect to them. So no matter what place Tyler finishes. Right. So, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I love getting the, that side of it. And yeah. It's just, it, again, it makes you realize, like I said earlier, when we go to the track, it's a family thing. Even if yeah. our kids aren't there, like you're my brother, right. you know, when we go to the track, MX brother. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a family. We always, right. as a group, our friends pit together and hang out and it's a one big family and it can be that way. Even at the pro level, you see right. that. I mean, you hear the stories of the backstabbing and that there's douchebags in the industry, but I say almost every week, I have yet to meet one that right. has been an asshole to me. Everybody's yeah, everybody invites us in. Right. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's a testament to motocross in general. And then you're always going to hear about the bad apple. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, I think the thing I take away from it all is, is that what you're saying, 90%, 95%, if you want to put it on a scale, I mean, it's not like you hear every day. And then the other thing is, is with the proliferation of social media or the infiltration of it into our lives, if it was so bad, there would be more out there yeah yeah you know it's just there i mean someone can click a picture someone can post it comment you know they can record you you not even know that they're recording you yeah you know and so i i think the sport's awesome i think the sport's healthy um hats off to you and your crew tj and mark and what y'all have been able to do with this in a short amount of time and uh getting to partake in it tonight yeah uh privilege and uh 
appreciate the opportunity. Oh, man, I'm glad you finally, finally were able to come in and do yeah. this with us. But um, we got one more guest that's ready standing by, so we're going to go straight into it. Awesome. This one's a surprise for you. Okay. So. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. <laughs> so I, I haven't told anybody who we just called. Um, I'm sitting here with my best, one of my best friends, Michael Dean Gage. Michael, do you know who this is on the air? Not a clue. Hey, uh, let, hey, Michael, how you doing, bud? Tell Soren. You it, got it. That's it. I'm just gonna sit back and listen. The Texas legend, Dennis <laughs> Hawthorne. So, <laughs> I wanted to get you on because I know Michael has told me from the day I met him that you were one of his biggest inspirations in in Texas motocross and him growing up, learning, you know, getting into the sport. So I wanted to call you tonight when he was in studio. Well, that's fantastic, Jamie. That's awful kind of you guys. And uh, you're, you're right, Michael and I, we go back a number of years, no question about that. And, yes, uh, sir. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be your friend, Mike. That's for sure. Same here, Dennis. Just uh, an honor. <laughs> well, so before, right. I guess right off the bat, um, I'm sure you've been following the Nationals. You know, what do you think about the first three rounds? Oh, what an absolute treat we're given. What an absolute treat. I mean, Eli's so methodical and smooth and precise, man. It's just it's, it's so fun to watch a guy in that at, at that level. And then, of course, the 250 class is uh, just <laughs> reeking with excitement. You know, there's so much, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we go into the season and everybody, you know, for the most part, us quote unquote media say, you know, oh, Zach Osborne's going to win another championship. And then now he's got a little bit of, you know, uh, he's banged up and there's still, there's just drama every weekend. We had different winners. You've got Justin Cooper winning his first uh, moto yeah. ever. I mean, gosh, dang. Yeah. That 250 class. I could watch those oh, yeah, guys. Good. You could almost exactly. like just do away with the 450 class right now and just let me see the 250s. Race four motors. Yeah, the hits, the, hits, the hits just keep coming, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, I disagree with Guido on getting rid of the four. Well, I don't coast. mean I would, but I'm saying if they did, and if I just watched those guys race four times, I I'd be fine with that. Well, I just, I'm just i greedy, and I want the 450s yeah. and 250s. I, I'm, with, I'm with you on that, Michael. I, the 450s are an absolute uh, uh, pleasure to watch as well. No doubt about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering uh, – how how you use the word methodical so you, obviously Tomat would love to get a start and just you know gap him and pace himself but i mean how deliberate is he right now you know and being patient and letting the race come to him i'm loving it you know so oh yeah it's it's fun to watch no, yeah no question about it. Uh, and you know i just uh, if everything I hope everything's going smooth for the young man he deserves it and he's had a bunch of adversity and uh the uh, I'm in California right now for, for uh, corporate meetings. I'm at the corporate office right now. We're having our uh, Shogun celebration, which is for employees that have been with the company more than ten years, and uh, uh, so it's been going on a while now. And and uh, but uh, Eli was at our meeting today and up on stage, they presented him with his championship ring, and uh, there was room for diamonds to go around the ring. So uh, <laughs> I hope he racks. I hope he racks up a full lap of diamonds around that ring. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, Dennis, what do you think? You know, there's there's people that last year said, "Oh, Eli's going to go 24 and 0," and that didn't even come close to happening. He he uh, he won a championship, but it was it was a rough one. Now they're now those talks are starting up again already. Three rounds in, what do you think? Well, and my question is, why do they have to do that? I mean, 
Because they're idiots. If everything goes his way, like it's been going so far, then obviously it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, but I don't foresee it happening. I right. mean, there's just too many variables. I mean, right. we're, we're bound to have a mud race. We're bound to have something go crazy here or there. You just never know. Sure. You see, you see, you might you know, how Joey come flying in from the outside. And don't you find it ironic? <laughs> now let's go back to the start of the 250 yeah. second moto. Don't you find it ironic that Osborne and that 188 guy? I got. I tell me his name. Gage Shear or Shear. Okay, yeah. so Shear. Okay, so yeah, he, uh, great riding he's put in, but. Uh, that's the third time that they've uh, they found each other on the track, and, and if Zach hadn't had to swerve that around him, then I don't think Julian would have collided with Zach. But uh, right. a, a hell of a collision, and it sure changed the outcome of the event. And and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it's uh, it, it's uh, interesting as hell. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it. Yes, sir. Talk about, um, uh, to, to talk about a, a bad guy in the tweet. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. Yeah, and I, I agree too. It just it's I, I think. I'll say we again as media do it because it just creates conversation, I guess, and and conflict a little bit where you can have guys arguing and, and the the vitards on vital like to talk about it and it's just who who are they vital the people well, that are on vital who who are I, they because <laughs> Dennis well, doesn't Jamie, know who they are Jamie you're 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 absolutely right but let's let's look at the the realities of it you always know. That uh, uh, Michael can attest to this. The Moto Gods have a play in this too at times, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Roxon deserves a win. The the adversity he's been through, he deserves a win. I and agree. I think he'll they'll hand him. I think he'll get him a win this year. That's what's going to run the sweep. Do you think? And, and, and if he if he if he like gets buried and and, and uh, Roxon gets good enough to run out front, I think that he's going to win one. I'm I'm thinking race nine through twelve, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, Roxon. I think if he can just maintain and keep doing what he's doing and maybe even rope-a-dope him a little bit, let him, you know, do what he's doing and then just pounce on him in one of those motos and get out in front of him and frustrate him, I think. Right, you know, you know Dill is likely. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, even, uh, maybe even Millville. Who knows? Millville may be too rough for him, but who knows? Right. It, it certainly certainly is going to be exciting. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I don't I don't think that uh, – so I guess the question will be: Can Eli go all the way to the front of every round? Right. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny? And Michael, you might remember uh, uh, Hans, Mike Hans, hanging oh. out at Lake Whitney, pulling his trout in the right hand sweeper. Yeah. And then I remember I'd be on the start line, and I see over what are you doing? He goes, I'm praying you'll get a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's Lord Hans to, yeah. to us mortals. Well, that's that's not going to happen with the doctor on the whole shot. So <laughs> that that didn't play out that way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Michael, you've you've told me for years, you know, your admiration for Dennis. Yes. What's your favorite story? Give me your favorite race or moment you've ever witnessed dennis riding like do you have a particular moment probably and i was thinking about this the other day when you're alone in your in your day and everyone's working and doing their thing and you just thinking back and uh that's funny you asked me that because i was thinking back and uh dennis hopefully will respect this a whole lot uh obviously swan mx parks my home track I i live closest there race there the most the Lone Star Series used to come there uh, when it used to be just, you know, Swan would race, Burleson, Wolf Creek, and Lake Whitney, and then maybe Mosier. I forget where else. But anyhow, that was the Lone Star Series. 
try to speed well, this up. It sounds up. more like a GNZ Texas series. Oh, so that's oh Texas, no no no. That's thank you. Just in the early nineties. Yes, or early nineties, early nineties, like ninety. Probably ninety two, ninety three, <clears throat> specifically. Well, it wouldn't have been ninety three. Ninety three is when I broke both of my feet. Okay, and then so it's it ninety two, and okay. uh, and it's also not. Yeah, it's not past that. It's ninety two because uh, it was you and Schellenberger, and y'all right. were just going at it. Uh, he was coming up. You were in your prime, if you consider that your prime, uh, about ninety two, right there. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I was raised 29 and 92, and, and uh, things were going good. That's there sure. you go. There you go. Well, anyhow, for some reason, that sticks out. That that track, the dirt, them on their green bikes just hammering Battle, each yeah. other. Yeah, because Roy was a good starter, too. and he was, I remember him, yeah. Yeah. That was with the early, like, I moved here in 91. Right. And I told Dennis this, like, I, re- I just remember going to Swan. That was the first track I ever knew yep. about because it's close. And just hearing about this Dennis Hawthorne guy, you know, and I was new to the sport, yeah. And just remember watching him, you know, him and Billy Whitley yep. you know, back then, just and being jealous. Well, now, now you're getting me more into my memories of all of that, and then yes, the culmination of the GNC series, and then you know, uh, watching him, Terry Tenney, yeah, uh, Terry. Clay Hohenshell, yep. and any host of other local Texas or Oklahoma, over. Oh, oh, Louisiana riders, and mm-hmm. then I remember Burleson one day, and they were tracks shorter, tighter, narrow, narrow, and they were just freight training around there, just killing it. Yeah. And uh, well, if you got too wide, you'd tear your foot off on the walls. Yeah, exactly on, on the side of the track because yeah. it was just wide as the bucket that he drove behind that. Well, up, right. That, that tractor. It, and the only thing that's changed is the walls are deeper. Right. Yeah, I can imagine the walls are taller now, yes. probably. Yeah. And then uh, one other thing. Uh, because I would basically stalk Dennis. I don't know if I've ever told him that, but <laughs> oh, if, if, if I had, it was Lake Whitney, Chuck Sun Hill, and you would come flying out of that darn thing, and then you would take, hang a left and go in the whoop section. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't remember if it was before Chuck or after it and getting into the whoops, but Dennis had his pit bike. That was his line bike. He would go out, and you could run the track, <laughs> and he would – Dump the clutch, hold the front brake, and burn <laughs> and in a line, line where, it, but it was within the boundaries yeah. of the track. And I was like, "Well, that genius, you know, that's why he's good because I don't think like that." So I remember hats that, off to him. I remember that pit. Is, well, I, I called it a gravity cavity before the whoops. But yeah, I only rode at Whitney twice, and both times I got hurt. Yeah, well, I went over the bars down into the bottom of that thing. I did crash in front of me <laughs> and I clipped him and went over the bars all the way to the bottom of that. And, well, yeah. Wow. You're, you're making yeah, me... That, 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 up, that uphill was called Chuck Sun Hill. Yep. Okay. That... Because I think there was a big oak tree there that Chuck Sun broke a steamer on in the late 70s. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, see... <laughs> at, a, was... at, a five, at a 500 National. That Yeah, that, that... I didn't have a lot of history at Whitney. I only went twice, unfortunately, but... I loved it. Yeah, and I, I love watching Dennis there. And Yeah, that, that uphill that uphill was cool leading up Chuck's Hill because it got braking bumps in it. And, <laughs> and you, you could hit the braking bumps he and, would, and cross he it would, up and clear the top. I guess yeah. That yeah. Was a, uh, old school scrubbing is what that was. Yeah, he would basically double or scrub down. And, right. Yeah. That's what exactly that's what awesome. he was doing. Yeah. That's awesome. Just insane. So Dennis, you said <laughs> you're you're out doing a uh, industry thing tonight. Uh, well, it's company uh, company uh, Kawasaki. Uh, you know, we're, we're in our ongoing effort to let the good times roll. <laughs> we're getting introduced to the 2019 uh, off road products, and that's uh, awesome. so uh, going down to McGrath's Ranch tomorrow and get. To 
at the Flog at X four fifty oh, down there, so that'll be fun. And you said Eli's and, uh, at that, right? No, Eli. Eli was here at our presentation today. I doubt yep. he'll go down to the grass. Well, I would say that's basically like going to Mexico. <laughs> that's why Eli had to ca- not. He canceled our show tonight. Then we we thought we had him booked for tonight, and then uh, Vanessa, the publicist, let me know yesterday that he wasn't. He had an event yeah, to go to, he, so he, he had a corporate ob- obligation. We we presented him with a championship ring, and that's and, uh, really cool. today at the at the deal, and he also you know talked about the new models and yeah. and uh, and, uh, and uh, Eli's. Uh, uh, Will this Glad to have him, that's for sure. will this be your first ride on the 2019 450? I think yeah, pretty much yes, definitely. For okay, sure, yeah. it yeah. will be all right. So yeah. you're pumped, yeah. needless to say. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it, can it, tell. It'd be a thrill. <laughs> well, Dennis, be a thrill. Dennis I just wanted to get you on here for a few we're, minutes. We're, we're, we were told we were told it's going to be the class leader, which is going to be the most powerful and best handling one out there. So we'll see. We'll see if that's true. I hope that's true. Yeah, it'd be. I'm excited for the shootouts this year. Uh, I, I've been told I may get a chance to do a shootout with Chris Kiefer on all the bikes, and um, I, I've never got to do anything like that, so I'm pretty excited. You should be. Uh, That'd yeah, be awesome. Should, oh, that's awesome, man. And, and uh, well, fantastic. You'll enjoy that, I'm sure. Yeah. If it, if it works out, he's supposed to come out this way and try to do one at Three Palms, and uh, yeah, if that works out, it will be fun. I've never, like I said, I've never. Never had that opportunity, and I don't know how much uh, feedback he'll get out of me that's worth anything, but I'll have a good time. <laughs> You've been getting some heavy hitters on your show. Dude, it's, it's it really – we're very, very fortunate. Mark and TJ and I, um, we, we really love what we're doing, and everybody has been very welcoming, and they just – the guests keep coming. So, yeah, we're, we're just that's, – that's, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. Keep on rocking and socking. We will, man. And, and I appreciate you always coming on when I ask. And uh, you have great stories. And I just knew that with Michael coming in here tonight that he would get a kick out of getting to talk to you. So I didn't always. Want to, I didn't even want to tell him that you were going to be on because I know it's a big well, deal. That's cool of you. Appreciate that. Well, all right. Well, I guess you're signing me off now. So uh, <laughs> all right, Dennis. We'll, good, good talking to you guys. So you Michael, t- take care, bud. Good talking be to you. safe tomorrow. Have a lot of fun for both of us. Um, I'll give that a go. You betcha, man. Yes, all sir. Right, Dennis. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, guys. See you. All right. One of your idols, one of your heroes. Oh, man. That was uh, – that. that's made my 2018 now. Well, good. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. now, now I don't have – I mean, what are we in, May or June already? Yeah. So yeah. I can just scrap the rest of 18, <laughs> so I'm good. I well, don't it, I don't want to live the rest of the year now. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – my choices were like him, or, and I thought about getting Greg Dust on, but I know you talked to Greg like – daily just about yeah so. he's been calling tonight oh, and really? i've been well, ignoring his call greg so sorry show. greg did you tell him we're, we're recording no well, i haven't talked to him we just got to text him that's what i do so. well he doesn't text oh well dang <laughs> he's old school all right guys so um we have one more quick little topic to talk about but i need to we're gonna take another quick break and uh we'll come back for a short wrap-up Be right back
All right, guys, we're back from our last break. This is a, a little special segment. A lot of you guys probably won't really care, maybe, but um, for the, those of you that know what a catfish is on social media, we uh, we caught a big one recently. Um, if you guys follow motocross and pulp MX and you, you guys may know who uh, DJ girl, Kayla Whitaker is, she was supposedly a big, uh, super fan of the sport and she does have a lot of knowledge, but she also posted a lot of pictures that apparently weren't her. And, uh, I got on the line with her, me right now, my buddy, Skippy, Ron McPherson. What's up, Skippy? Hey, how doing? Doing good, man. So you were in the group text, uh, with us for fantasy that, "Quote unquote," Kayla was in, and uh, why don't you fill me in on what you know about the situation? Man, uh, from what I've heard, uh, one of our other fellow uh, fantasy teammates, I guess, uh, or league mates, as you would call it, noticed the fact that uh, a very common DJ in Romania apparently uh, has identical pictures <laughs> as to what Miss uh, <laughs> Miss Kayla has on her Instagram, which. Uh, Kayla's personal uh, Instagram page has about 124, 125 followers, something like this. And the, the person who she was posting herself as, I assume, um, has about 114,000 uh, and is in like Abu Dhabi and yeah. Romania and all over the uh, Eastern Hemisphere and is a, a pretty big thing. Uh, I mean, it was even a Playboy cover at some point. Yeah. I mean, a, a big deal. And so it was uh, quite a surprise. And it's kind of almost uh, freaky whenever you're uh, talking to someone. You think you you know somebody. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting. So yeah. it's, uh, well, we've, I we've, like fishing, but dang. Well, yeah. <laughs> we've had Kayla on our show, what we know is Kayla. And Mathis has had Kayla on because I think Kiefer, they cold called Kayla on the Pulp MX show. Um and she knows a lot about moto history, and she writes blogs. And um, you know, I mean, honestly, I considered her a friend. You know, I mean, she was cool. Um, but you know, and, and she made comment about her her voice. Her voice is unusual, and you know, she she had said she had some issues with her voice or whatever. That's why she sounded the way she did. And, you know, nobody was everybody said, "Oh, no way, that chick has that voice." Those pictures, no way. <laughs> And when we found the YouTube video, and I don't know who specifically found the YouTube video, if it was uh, Brad or uh, Mouse or who, but they posted a, a YouTube video collage of this DJ uh, Mickey Love who looks exactly like Kayla, but sounds nothing like Kayla. She sounds Romanian. Yeah. Yeah. And then whenever you see, whenever you, you know, see the video and you see her being interviewed, it's like, yeah. That's that's what I would picture that sexiness with that sexiness. You know, it's that, you know, it's just one of those situations where it's like, all right, beautiful girl has a beautiful, exotic kind of accent. Like, totally could picture that. But I could also picture, you know, just not what you heard. Right, it's right. Just not what, it's not what you hear, man, you sure. know. And it's, it's just like, oh, well, you know, and... There's been there's been hints at this for a while. Um, I know for a fact that Heather Kiefer and Chris Kiefer and Mathis and Pookie have had a group text about it because nobody believed. You know, Heather was adamant that that was not that chick was not who she said she was. And um, and for those of you that listened to Pulp last night when Hal called in and said that Darkside had caught a catfish, that's what he was talking about. But Mathis wasn't 
he wasn't inter- interested in the conversation about it. It wasn't part of what he was doing. And, you know, a lot of people probably won't care, but it's interesting to me that, like, this is hard for me to believe that people even bother wasting that time. I didn't even know what it... Well, when they said that you were cat fishing, oh, I was yeah, like, "Yeah, you, I forgot." I you was like, yeah, that's what he was talking about. I was about. like, "Guido didn't go fishing." Well, he he was. Hal was trying to set it up where I would call in, or one of the other guys was going to call in. But I was pretty sure that Mathis wasn't really going to be interested in that topic. No, he wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, with what's going on with our sport right now, uh, it's it's kind of hard to find content on the uh, four fifty class right now. Yeah, yeah. But the two fifty class, there's a lot to talk about, and having a five hour show, you know, I can understand he's got an agenda, he's got a sure. handle, so I get it. But I mean, uh, you know, it, it is quite interesting, and it, it's kind of funny just because he, I had mentioned she had only had a hundred. Uh, twenty something followers on her uh, account that we knew her as, and yeah. there were some there's some heavy hitters on there though. You know what I mean? And, right. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, and so it's it's uh, it's just one of those things you know you never know. But there's some weird people out there, I guess. You know, it's uh, I tell you what, we uh, I mean, we have a hell of a group chat going on, I and agree. it's just like this really just uh, you know, just uh, you know. It's, <laughs> We're all actually real people, though. So right, as right. goofy as we are, and as all the goofy things that uh, uh, are posted on our, uh, you know, top secret uh, group text, I tell you what, this was this was interesting, and this made it. I guarantee it. This was this was good for the mid season drama, though. We Dude. needed this. We need we needed a little spike. Yeah, you know, it was getting kind of it was getting pretty common and traditional. So to have a you know to have a a, a Came a dragon's back in the middle of the season was perfect. That's right. exactly what we needed. Well, I'll tell you, like Sunday night, I actually tried to go to bed early because I had to get up early for work, and I had my phone on vibrate, but it sounded like the vibrate button was stuck, and I finally <laughs> had to reach over and go, "What the hell is going on?" And like Craig Martin had tried calling me, and there was like I felt like a hundred messages on our text, so I started scanning through it, and I was like, "Oh crap, here we go." So, yeah, and that was the <laughs> yeah. topic. Somebody had discovered it that night. And, uh, you know, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit of a bummer because she seemed cool, you know. And, if, I mean, if she had just been who she was, who she really was, it would have been kind of cool. You know, I don't care what who she is. She knew what she was talking about. But it's... Well, hell, I was just kind of bummed. I was looking at such a pretty girl, and I was fake as hell. You know, now i got to go follow somebody else. Yeah. Now i got to do one more. You know, damn it, now i got to crush that. I know nothing will ever happen. I mean, hell, you know, it's one of those things. It's like whenever your favorite celebrity gets married, you're like, shit, I really don't have a chance anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I hear you. So, That's funny. The dream is gone. The dream is gone. So, anyway, I just wanted yeah. to have our quick talk about that real quick because i'm sure most people don't even know what we're talking about but if if you do cats out of the bag heather Kiefer was right i texted her and let her know and she's like well duh she said kayla my ass yeah. so yeah heather yeah. was heather was positive from romania yeah but uh hey before we wrap this up just real quick uh what do you think about the the outdoor season so far three rounds in uh, i mean it's good i mean um you know if you were to ask me in January, if I thought uh, Tomac would be you know, six for six, I'd say, well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. But, I mean, uh, you know, I, I kind of wish that we would have seen a healthy Tomac, or excuse me, healthy uh, Roxon going throughout the uh, Supercross season to kind of see where he's at. Yeah. He'd be at, mm, especially, especially with the progress he's made. You know, imagine if he just would have, you know, been a little bit more chill on, on the web that one particular yep. corner, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, 
You know, um, as as much as I hate to see it happen to Zacco, I'm kind of glad that a little bit of a dent's been put on there because it could have been a pretty boring outdoor season there as well for the 250s. But um, I'm not surprised by old uh, Justin Cooper. I mean, I was really impressed with his mud skills last year at uh, Unadilla. And then, um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I just uh, as far as my only letdown for the 250s, I just wish AC was in it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, other than that, I think it's pretty good. You know, uh, uh, the talk around the shops, you know, a lot of people that come in, it's always a good way to break the ice with new customers. If they're wearing a moto shirt or a moto hat, is to kind of be like, man, what do you think? And the kind of general consensus from most people at the shop, um, you know, everybody's pretty happy with the 250s and the 450s are kind of a sleeper. But, you know, I, I do like the uh, privateer guys and the three-digit guys and the upper double-digit guys getting more press. I think that's really cool. And, they, you know, they deserve it, but it's also like, well, you know, only only true moto fans. You know, the newer guys and the the you know lesser experienced people. They 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 just see it as, oh my gosh, who's this guy in the top ten? They yeah, don't really. Yeah. Re- right. they, they don't know who Dean. They really don't know who Dean Wilson is. You know, and unfortunately, sure. but you know, uh, but yeah, I think it's a good season so far. You know, I just uh, God forbid Tomac gets a whole shot. Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> he's making it interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe, so, hey, may- does anybody? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe he'll Tomac then, so <laughs> yeah for you. <laughs> does uh, does anybody know if they're doing uh, if they're gonna put the start grades down next year, or is it gonna be all dirt, or does anybody know if that's gonna change? Because if that does, and he starts to carry that momentum, like because he was doing good starts in Supercross, if he ends up if they get those grades and his starts get better outdoors, yeah. that could really that could really change the game for him. I haven't really heard, but I don't. I can't see Davy Coombs using the greats. That that would really take away from the uh, the authenticity of the that, the Nationals. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, and what about you? What, you? what kind of surprises you got? Uh, did anybody surprise you? Um, Dark side. Savachi. So, I mean, because I kind of wrote him off almost. Yeah, that first yeah. Mo- that first moto, he was stellar. Yeah, and you know I picked him because he's done well, and he's the reason why. Uh, as long as McElrath is on two fifties, I'll always pick him at a one. Uh, you know, I always Sabachi's always done well at Colorado. So yeah. I first noted didn't really surprise. I figured it'd be a good chance for him to uh, gain some momentum, and then of course, you know, as soon as Lady Luck, you know, lets him get a little bit of confidence in, she pulls the string. Yeah, says, nope, yeah, not today. Yeah. Not today, son. Not today. So. Well, and Roxon was a surprise. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be this good this soon, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, it's, I, and, you know I, I love watching him ride because he, he just rides so effortlessly, but you know he's in pain. Uh, oh, especially, yeah, yeah. He, was talk, he was talking about yeah. barely being able to mountain bike ride. And for right. those of you that ride mountain bikes, you know how – how much if you've had any wrist injuries or hand injuries, you know, after a two hour mountain bike ride, um, your hands, even if you're healthy are, are sore, exactly. um, much less having, you know, ace hardware in your, <laughs> you know, el- elbows down for sure. Well, my, my two surprises are, uh, Pike hanging in there in the four fifties where he's at. I thought he would already have done something and maybe got injured or just had a bad moto and i think and he's six in points right now yeah right yeah, there i think so yeah i yeah, don't right think he's fifth yeah yep. and then alex martin for me because if he could find another gear just a little bit i think he would be out way in front yeah if and so 
I figured he would already crashed or something, especially coming back from injury basically and no racing. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. And I kind of like the fact that Alex is, uh, you know, being kind of reserved because I, I really think it's going to allow him to kind of to hold something in the tank throughout the entire season versus kind of blowing his load mid season. You yep. know, like last, last year he came out on fire. And yeah. I almost think that, you know, other than his injury, cause he was doing great all the way up until his injury. Yep. I really think that, you know, he kind of blew his wad a little early in regards to, you know, he, he started having to hang it out more and more and more and more. So if he warms up to the series a little bit more and kind of lets it come to him. You know, I think that in the 250 class, especially where it's mostly inconsistent, um, I, I think that, you know, that's going to, you know, play dividends in the latter rounds here. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see him get the championship if it's possible. I mean, I don't think it is, but it would be he's my long shot yeah, dark horse, definitely. you know, in the top five. So cool. All right, Skip, sure. we're gonna wrap this up. We're uh, we're at, we're a little long for us tonight, but we're gonna call it a night. And uh, I appreciate you answering and coming on to talk about the the cat the great uh, what, what should we call this like the great national uh, motocross catfish? I don't know. We gotta come up with a title. <laughs> The 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 uh, uh, the Kayla Gate. <laughs> Kayla Gate. Okay, I Kayla like very it. Very nice. Kayla Gate. Very good. All right, man. <laughs> well, Skippy, I appreciate All it, right. man, and I'll uh, I'll holler at you soon, buddy. Yep. Always, boys. Y'all be good. Okay. Take care. Take care, Skippy. Later. All right, Michael. We're about to wrap this thing up. So, uh, did you have fun? I did. It's been good. Yeah. Not as bad as what I thought it was going to be. (laughs) We'll have to uh, get you on again because I really didn't get to get into more. I want to get into more of your history and your injury. It's getting a little late, but we'll have to do like a a call one night or even just have you back in because I know Mark and TJ said they were bummed that they weren't here for you to be in here. So we'll get you back in again soon. um, As a cliffhanger, Michael Dean Gage had a major, major crash many years ago. Um, He died, literally died three times. Twice. Twice. That's what they say. So, um, yeah, I'm going to leave that with you guys. You can think about that. Um, but he's still racing, and he's still a bad mother effer. All right, guys. So, uh, 81, episode 81 is a wrap. Please, uh, as I always say, we, we'd love for you to go to our sponsors. Let them know you're listening. Shock Socks, MX Girl Designs, All Sport Dynamics, Five Star Roofing of Texas, and Mad Jack Synthetics, Dane Evans with Amsoil. Appreciate everybody that helps us out. Appreciate everybody that came on tonight. Go to patreon.com and contribute. Get in on the helmet giveaway, and uh, we'll be doing some other stuff soon, guys. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next week.